Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Zonky Part 2, you already know the deal? The sequel. The yeah. sequel everyone's been clamoring for. <laughs> um, But anyway, if uh, if you haven't if listened Final to Final Fantasy can do it, so can we. Right. If you haven't listened to Part 1, then stop what you're doing. Go listen to that first. Otherwise... At an Ikea, pro- hopefully, if you can, if you have headphones. Oh, on. my God. Let's... <laughs> we won't go into that, but... <laughs> let's, let's leave Ikea nah. behind. Sure, Let's sure. just do that. Okay. Um... Yeah, but otherwise, all right, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Golden Zonkeys 2017 Part 2. needed a quick refresher golden zonkeys we have 14 categories that we go ahead and we discuss the best of games that respectively earn the award that is the golden zonkey for the title in which they are nominated for and at any point we can suggest a wild card and if awarded said wild card and that makes the nomination and the award we can't do that for the rest of the show so far uh, this wild card has been pitched for a whole fucking system, uh, <laughs> among other, yeah, among other things. Yes. So we, we've used we can two. only imagine two yeah. out of three have been used. The third, which is yours, George, has not been used. Right, mm-hmm. I have not used mine, and I don't, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see uh, what exactly how that goes. But anyway, we've got seven more categories to go. And uh, from what we last left off on, uh, we last left off on uh, Best Japanese Game. That closed off uh, Part 1, so we'll go ahead and start off with Part 2. Best Action Game of 2017. Best Action Game. The nominations are Sonic Mania, Blaster Master Zero... Assassin's Creed's Origin, 
Uh, God, I pluralized the wrong thing there. Assassin's Creed Origins. There we go. Uh, and Resident Evil 7. Um, now, I'm kind of confused. Wasn't Sonic Mania more categorized as a platformer? Um, You know, I want to categorize it as a platformer, but here's the thing. like, It's always been a very intensive one when it comes to speed and just all the spectacle involved with it. And mm-hmm. I feel like everything that uh, Pagoda West and Headcanon did with it um, I don't know, man. I've never really considered Sonic a platformer anyway, because, like, the platforming segments of it are very scant, uh, and it's mostly about speed, spectacle, and just doing a bunch of crazy shit, like, within the speed of sound or whichever, yeah. like, like, arbitrary speed that it travels by. Not a lot of precision jumping really necessary in that game. I mean, if anything, you're kind of just... Like, yeah, you said, like, going fast and kind of just going past a lot of the level, really. I mean, that's not to say, like, the level design has always encouraged uh, precision jumping, but the thing is, is it's not required. Mm. That's always been the big appeal about Sonic game. Uh, Each level has, like, four different ways you can go through it, if not more. And, like, one way could require precision jumping. The other way could just be, like hey just get through it typically the high routes within 2d stages require precision jumping because that's where there's a lot of platforming and uh requires some skill but that's not you're not limited to traversal that way so that's why like mario you have to jump at some point like that's how you do it so i don't know that's why i never really considered it a platform but i think they've done i personally nominated sonic mania uh i think like what they've done I mean, granted, it was... I'm not to say that Sonic Forces may have put out whatever sort of uh, new spirit uh, the game has gotten, but I think Sonic Mania is honestly one of the best games that came out in 2017 for a variety of reasons. But it's also, I would find... I'm going to be honest, I, I would it would be hard-pressed for me to argue against some of the other nominations here. Because, I don't know, Resident Evil 7... I really, really enjoyed. I I dabbled in virtual reality, mm-hmm. um, which sucks because like I you know I have the set I can do it now, but like I enjoyed it to some extent. I think my biggest issue was actually the visuals. Like sometimes like that game looked really fucking rough, like, like in a bad kind of choppy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that may have been corrected though and patched out. But um, yeah, and honestly, I think the game even got supported with a lot of DLC that actually brought a lot to the game. Um, mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of it I've experienced, but I've heard good things. But I think overall, that 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 game, that experience of Resident Evil Seven, I think took a lot of people by surprise. I think it really is, you know, for a lot of people, it kind of ranks among some of the best. I mean, people rank it up there with four, with two, uh, you know, games of that caliber. And I think that in the PT less era that we live in, where PT was yeah. going to be that survival horror next level. I think Resident Evil 7 kind of took that mantle and actually kind of incorporated what you like about Resident Evil from the past, but kind of spun it into a new survival horror slash action experience. Because there was a lot more action than I was expecting. I I know initially when that game came out, I thought it was going to be like PT, a lot of atmospherical, you know, experiences, but not a lot of action. But there is some action to be had in that game. There is a lot of combat, um, you know, and you kind of have to incorporate a lot of that action and weapons into the gameplay, uh, which I wasn't expecting, especially... <clears throat> something that was going to be then made for VR. I'm not sure if they had intended for it to go into VR when it was coming out or if they just kind of like put that in later. 
but I can only imagine something in VR wouldn't have had a lot of that action because it's just a lot to get caught up on if you are in a VR experience. Um, but yeah, I thought that game was really something special, really surprising. Uh, the same can be said for Assassin's Creed. Two years off, and you know, I didn't think that game would be good. I thought people would it would come out, and then people would be like, "Well, that's why it had to take off for two years, and it wasn't worth the wait." Pleasantly surprised by that too. I think both titles, with a lot of fatigue in its series it, before it came back and kind of reinvented itself, which I think you have I to think- kind of commend. Yeah, I think as far as, like, one of the biggest, uh, uh, like, something that I can definitely applaud Resident Evil 7 for is that it remained very action-intensive, but definitely, like, brought back some of the, the thriller aspect of it. Like, everything there is genuinely frightening and scary mm-hmm. uh, at some points. Like, because, I don't know, Resident Evil kind of got lost uh, in the shuffle with trying to be... <laughs> trying to be scary uh at at some point but it i think resident evil 7 kind of like picked that back up and 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 they did that just with the right amount of of creep factor and uh and action into it 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 was uh it like it was always meant to be campy kind of evil dead style but Mm -hmm. then it got too too campy and then it forgot about like a (laughs) lot And then shooting rockets into Wesker's face, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, or just <laughs> yeah. punching fucking boulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like six is God, six is awful. Ooh, six is rough. Yeah, yeah. So like, but even then, four, four, six was almost a death knell for Which, the series. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why seven is such an achievement because it yeah. did bounce back like that. Absolutely. Um, four, like I don't know. I I personally don't think four is age as well as everybody likes to think. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm glad it's, I'm not the only. One. It's just because like the the genre of the third person over the shoulder that it kind of spawned you know um it's already refined it it, it's already kind of come and gone yeah exactly like it's like well that's not really even a thing anymore like that transitioned into the cover based mechanics and that's even kind of going away now too so yeah yeah yeah, it it does not did not do that well no i just realized it's not even on this list uh did that come out in 2017 (laughs) i want to say that was late 2016 was it? Oh, that's why. I was going to say, because I was like, holy yeah. shit, that is kind of a bad thing when, like, it doesn't even get thrown into the shooter category, you know? No. Oof. Um, I really liked Resident Evil 2, but, you know, those tank controls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think for what they've done with the remasters, like, the remasters recently made their way to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and, like, I dug them. Uh, I personally... We're still trying to get their, like, like, no, they, well, they re, they redid the control for those, mm-hmm. though, right? No, but I mean, but we haven't gotten a remake for two. That's coming. Like the actual, like full on remake yeah. is coming. It was probably like a remaster. Yeah. Or something along those but, lines. Yeah. Um, but I believe one, it, yeah. like, isn't as tanky anymore. Like you can actually move around and it not like be the, uh, stop and turn. But is that, is that really kind of the appeal though. of those older games though, really? Is like, like the controls. Yeah. And just, like you said, the campiness of it all. I mean, I, it's only because what was what's campy now wasn't certainly all that campy then. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as action, I don't know. I I think me personally, I I would like okay. Blaster Master Zero is also an excellent excellent remake. It's probably the finest. I think I love the original. I, 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 I haven't touched the new one, so 
Um, but I mean, if you touch any of the Sunsoft, for the most part, kind of left it alone. They've they've remade it, and they were very, very, very faithful to the NES game. Cool. With That's, it, which it, I think what makes it particularly good though is that it's actually approachable. Uh, I mean, the, the, original. the first game yeah. you had like you had three lives, and I don't think you had any continues. I think that was it. Yep. Three lives, and you you got mm-hmm. through the whole game on it. And if you if you failed, you started all all over again. Which uh, the save system. I think is the game's saving grace. I like it more than the original. Well, not only that, too. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other smaller refinements as far as, like, uh, just the navigation. Uh, the fact that, like, mm-hmm. you can... They, they, the maps and the and the waypoints actually make more sense as opposed to, like, the fucking cryptic bullshit that we had on the NES. But, like, they've also mm-hmm. remade Blaster Master for Game Boy Color. They've remade it for WiiWare. Um... Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Like, there's been so many remakes of it. Um, this is definitely the, bi- the best one, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's also been like the, even the DLC characters were pretty cool, and they were free for like the first two weeks of their release. Yeah, and any kind of like callbacks that. to other like series that they had, like like other like properties or anything like that. Not necessarily. I mean, Shantae. Oh, okay, in that's cool. Yeah. Well, shit, like. So Way Forward wasn't what Gunvolts, I think, too, and uh, one of the other characters from that's Gunvolt. cool. Like Way Forward had nothing to do with this one, though, right? It wasn't a Way Forward joint. No. Okay, I didn't think so. But like I've noticed, too. it was um, into creates. Hmm. Not familiar. Uh, that's a uh, subsidiary of Keiji Nofune. Yep. Yeah, okay. Like creates <laughs> did uh, they that into creates I believe did Mighty Number no. Nine along mm. with uh, Comcept, or was Comcept just a publisher? Concept's a publisher. No, Concept, Concept was, a developer. was developer. Yeah. I think you're right. Deep Silver was the publisher. Mm, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it comes down to uh, it's tough because I want to say Resident Evil, but I think that for action, like actual action, for me, it's kind of a toss up between what I remember of Blaster Master, and if it's incorporated in Zero, that's a good thing. Uh, I think it comes down to that in Assassin's Creed. And I did not play enough Assassin's Creed to really give it my full. 100% like you know recommendation but like from what I played what I got hands on with I really enjoyed it I do want to go back and play more of it that might be a game I touch a lot I, I, more now this year yeah I mean at first I punched down real hard on uh, Assassin's Creed Origins uh-huh. but uh, the more and more I played it the more I actually um, in terms of not only combat but just uh, movement and, and and how you go about it, I definitely got a Breath of the Wild uh, feeling about it. Yeah. Um, there was also um, like the hawk kind of played a little bit more of a, a role or eagle. I don't recall the bird. I want to say it's a hawk. I think you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like I I was I I did really enjoy kind of using that for like any any sort of. Um, like reconnaissance, kind of. Not even reconnaissance, but like any sort of uh, missions that involve just like laying low and and kind of surveying, like just like in and out stealth missions. Were um, I found it very helpful, but at the same time, like I don't know. Like I I feel like what makes Origins special is that it takes a lot of different parts from the early Assassin's Creed games that made it so good. Um, and then it keeps some of the, like, it keeps crafts light from, like, some of the later, uh, Assassin's Creed games, and it finally, it delivers upon a, uh, a world and a level design that 
incorporates the best of like Assassin's Creed traversal and the best of like open landscape. Like it gave me, cause like, like three was probably for me, like one of the lowest points. Yeah. In the series. I, I, like, I think three and unity probably are like some of the, like the worst ones they've done. And I think that origins does, like you said, takes a lot of elements from the other games, but I don't think they take one element and just completely like, just like, bombard you with it like it's not like the no i'm climbing up all these towers and climbing up all these rooftops or i'm doing all this ship naval combat although you know black flag's good but it just it takes a lot of elements but doesn't ever get too heavy-handed with any of the elements like it gives you just enough i mean it doesn't like each each assassin's creed game sort of like leaned in really hard to a certain mechanic yeah for sure yeah but uh with this game, I think they they juxtapose just enough to where it gives you this familiar sense, but it builds its own identity, and it mm-hmm. does so very well. Like I, I did not think that uh, you know Bayek would be as likable, very likable, almost like Ezio quality, absolutely. Yeah, like because there's a you know when you say the term heavy handed, like I felt like his motivation and then like his introduction into the story uh, that they were like building that um almost made it i I was not a fan of him at first but Mm -hmm. like as you grow to like him and you see like sort of what's led him to be uh i would say as hard-boiled as he is Mm -hmm. i guess that's the best way to explain it um you kind of uh you you slowly creep under that especially when like you like, again, the game does something that's really nice where it actually rewards players without actually pacing them through it. Um, there's a lot of extra extra exposition that you can get about his past, especially, like, the tragedies. Like, if you explore his previous home and, and you build, like, you do certain things at, at your pace um, that I don't think Assassin's Creed has ever given to you successfully before. Usually when they place you in the playground of whatever... Uh, open world they set like it's it's still done in this weird linear way regardless of the fact that like hey like you know you can get lost and just do all these side quests i I had a very breath of the wild feeling to where like i never once felt like i peaked to the point where like i had to do the story mission Mm -hmm. i was able to do so much before i willingly chose to do the story mission. yeah you got to kind of do it at your own not pace but like you got to kind of put things together in your own way you weren't like being tied to well now there's a barricade here you gotta go and do this thing before you can progress um and yeah i mean his his revenge story seems like it's like the most cookie cutter thing initially but yeah like over time you just realize that everyone's depending on him like he's the he's the man of the people like he's everyone depends on him like they they go to him for everything um i've always heard the comparison from several publications that he's like the sheriff of town you know it's just yep. like he's just like like there's a problem you gotta go to him you know, when there's a dumbass kid stuck in a cave is about ready to get eaten by a mountain lion, <laughs> he's got to go tell him, like, hey, go back to your family. Like, don't be stupid. So, yeah, it, it's a toss-up, I think, for me, between Assassin's Creed and Blaster Master, so. Um, well, for me, uh, it's a really hard choice between, well, Blaster Master Zero was my nomination, but Sonic Mania 
uh, was perhaps the best Sonic game that I think I've played. I just never really had a chance to really um, touch it, but I mean, I, I mean, it did bring back Sonic, which who fucking thought that would ever happen? <laughs> yeah, like right. Okay, so I did. I got the review copy for Sonic, but like as you remember, we did some video coverage with a lot of the older Sonic games, um, and plus that was our our extra life stream mm-hmm. was Sonic Mania among several other Sonic games that uh, uh, we had. Uh, we were still, we still have some other play plays and other video. So, uh, I got Sarah, uh, a copy of it. And I recall too, just from the play plays, if you've watched them and listened to Sarah talk about Sonic in the past, he's not a big fan of Sonic. Um, but I was happy to hear that he enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely like, I think what it does well is it's very, very reminiscent of the Genesis titles. But even if you've never been exposed to them, if you've played them, or I'm sorry, if you played Sonic Mania, not only will you, like, it can go either way. If you've played the original Genesis titles, if you've been a fan of them and you've always been a fan, it really did feel like going back. It gave you a very Mega Man 9-esque feeling. But what it does that Mega Man 9 doesn't do is that Mega Man 9 was really there for the fans, by the fans. Uh, Sonic Mania does that, but does it in a way where it's actually accessible, and it, it sort of reinvents... It, it almost reinvented Sonic, or gave Sonic a new avenue that like new players can approach. Like, people that may... Like, even then, like, if... Anybody who sees Sonic now in his soap-ass shoes and his weird, like, fucking monster hands, no one really wants to, like, <laughs> being taller, play that. Taller and lankier as they go along. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, at this point, any any most interpretations of Sonic for people who are outside of that, um, of that wheelhouse kind of just see him as, like, fucking deviant art trash and, and nothing more. Um, yeah. Though, like... Kind of <laughs> Sonic Forces is basically deviant art. The game, yeah, dude. And like, I don't Sonic Forces. I have my. I'm sure it has merits. But, yeah, it I mean, does. Not many. N- not nowhere near um, the amount that yeah. Sonic Mania does. I'm actually kind of mad that like they tried to connect it so much. Like, because that was the thing. Uh, we were only supposed to get Sonic Forces. We barely. Like, Sonic Mania barely happened, yeah. and even then, they're like, okay, if, but we're going to make it happen, it's going to be this thing that sort of sets up this other thing that we've been developing for years. And then, like, I just I feel awful that it, it really was the sign that Sonic Team and Sega really have lost touch with their property for, like, years, because the thing that, like, these guys yeah. made, like, gangbusters, not only in both sales, but in review and critical reception, as opposed to Sonic Forces, which... Man, it's it's down there, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Unfortunately, um, you could almost call Sonic Forces Sonic the Remix uh, in a lot of ways, and it's probably like it might sound uh, like a, a cheap cop out, but uh, it does it in it remixes the gameplay in just the right ways to make it both fresh and reminiscent of the best that Sonic had to offer back in the 16-bit era. Yeah, um, like. A big, one of the big things that like the the teams wanted to sh- uh, strive for with Sonic Mania is they wanted it to definitely feel like a lost sequel. Like they wanted it to, they developed it in such a way where even though it was presented by a sixteen by nine aspect ratio, 
that it still had just the right color palette visuals and like uh fidelity that you could mistake it mm-hmm. for a sega saturn game and you really could mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah. i i i think that's my it has yeah it's it's got just the right boost in, uh, in the bonus overall resolution take like all of the like 3d models from sonic r yeah, knuckles yeah. tails those are no those are directly lifted from sonic r code which luckily they were able to do because a lot of Sega Saturn games were not kept as far as the original code. Uh, only a very select few, but Sonic R was one of them because it had a PC release. So that's why they were able to do <laughs> which, that. Which is why we'll never have a remake of like Panzer Dragoon Saga. Mm, nope. Uh, but we Completely can get a remake lost. of Panzer Dragoon. We can get a remake of the first Knights. one, yeah. Um, yep. In fact, we, we did. Do. Yeah, Knights is out on stores yeah. right now. So, uh, which one's or- I, is, is, well, they did it is from Orta the, PS- the Xbox one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not like a remake yeah. or. That was made by Smile Bit. It's not like a remake one. or anything no, original or anything like that. Okay. Uh, it's for all intents and purposes. <clears throat> excuse me. For all intents and purposes, that's Panzer, Panzer Dragoon Three. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So how are you guys leaning? It sounds like you might be up for Sonic. I'm. I mean, I'm down for Sonic. I I really want to say Sonic, but man, I really do enjoy Assassin's Creed. But I'm gonna have to go with Sonic. Like it, like it, honestly, like that that it it captures everything that like people cherished from Sonic. Mm-hmm. And like one of those things was like the frenetic velocity, and it does so so well without hammering you over the head with it. Like there's still moments where like the game slows down and it's like. It's still very methodical in the way that like older Sonic games were, but it was like it, it's just so much more refined. Like at, like there are moments that are lifted from Sonic the Hedgehog two that are recreated in a different way in Sonic Mania, and they and and those are moments that people hated, but they enjoyed in Sonic Mania. There are stages. Uh, Oil Ocean Zone is a stage in Sonic Mania. I love it in Sonic Mania. It's okay in Sonic 2. I was never the one that hated it, but like there are a lot of people that hated that stage. They love it in Sonic Mania because it does it takes everything that you enjoyed about it and then it polishes out to just a fine shimmer. And I I I really hope that the next Sonic game we get is nothing from Sonic Team. I want just, just to go to West. Let them do it. Yes. Let them do everything from now on. Please. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm okay with another 2D one. Hell, I would love, like, dude, fucking pander hard. Go do some weird lock-on shit, like digitally with like Sonic Mania One. Make it to where like that shit connects. I don't care. Like, it would be dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of actually do want to give it the Sonic Mania. Like, it, it did a lot. It, it not even not even within a game as in itself, but it did a lot for its respective property and and the character, the future, the future of Sonic was actually kind of banking on that and forces. And then yeah. I think uh, what Sega was left with in terms of reception and sales kind of paints a pretty clear picture that I hope to gosh just like, oh just, they fucking just listen to the people that bought your game yeah, yeah. <laughs> for once um, yeah. right. <laughs> But hey, thank yeah. God we got this. I mean, that's something. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Took me by surprise. That's for sure. I will have All to right, check it out. So, so Golden Zonkey for Sonic Mania. We feeling good about that? I, 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 yeah. I will consent to that. Sure. You are winner. All right. 
I hey, but honestly, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's yeah, Creed. I mean, all those titles. I think they did a lot to reinvigorate their, you know, respective franchises. So I mean, that and that's a good thing. Like 2017 was like a year of a lot of like really good comeback stories. Like just you know, games coming back when you thought they were done, and just like lo- companies coming uh, back yeah. when you thought they were done. Absolutely. Oh God, yeah, no, yeah, question. yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I, I can definitely even then, agree with like that. we we talked about in the last episode, Capcom kind of pulled it together and and stuck with it. I mean, Sonic made it through shit. Um, even then, I kind of oh, oh no, go ahead. I want to say too for uh, for Assassin's Creed, it, it just it, it, Assassin's Creed seems to be like an exemplary uh, an exemplary piece when it comes to demonstrating that. Maybe uh, studios should take a little more time to bake Agreed. their their product yeah, in the oven. Agreed. You know that extra year made all. But then, the but difference. then you have something like Need for Speed, where they took an extra year off, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference that they did that. It was just like I don't know what the fuck it was called. It was just like Rivals, though Payback or whatever it's called. Like there was the yeah the, the uh, latest one, right? Yeah, there's just like there's no yeah. like really like thought into what they wanted to restructure or what they wanted to redo. They just did the same tired formula. Just with a new coat of paint, it's yeah. I, I I'm sure there are exceptions to that. It's also EA, that. so I mean that's probably part yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not actually terrified of like what Burnout Paradise is going to be. Uh, um, oh, did they actually announce that? Like, I don't think that's one? a finish. yes. It's, no, it's a remaster. Mm, I'll stick with the original. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. um, real quick too. Um, so we kind of briefly mentioned in the last episode and I got some more information about it. Uh, the Takatos, the, the PlayStation figurines, mm-hmm. uh, they're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. literally just figurines. By oh the yeah. They, they, they have, they have no, no support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. That already kind of kills my interest in them. Yeah. They're just doing it because they think that I assume with the success of Amiibos that the collectible aspect of it is what they want to look into, not the functionality I games. mean, yeah, I'm looking at both of your guys' setups, and none of you motherfuckers opened yours. And meanwhile, that shelf back there, they're all open. You can go ahead and just mix your Amiibos in with your Skylanders, just just a, a, a vinyl just orgy of, of collectible figurines. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. It almost looks like your um, room's just, like, built on Amiibos. Like, Amiibos are keeping <laughs> the structure yeah, together. <laughs> the structural integrity is dependent on these things. Yeah, now. thank you, Nintendo, yeah. for your great packaging. Yeah. <laughs> Like, while it's really the only reason, like, if they had made more generic packaging out of both, I agree, I agree. I think their packaging is top notch and it gets better. Like, every (laughs) new, like, little offshoot one they do, the packaging just gets better and better. Yeah, the card is pretty sturdy and vibrant. Yeah, um, but anyway, the best ones by far are the Monster Hunter ones. I really need to grab those. Okay, have those released to America? They haven't, they're still Japanese, right? No, these are these are Japanese, Yeah. yeah. yeah, but they're you know, okay. So here's the thing, real quick. But they were ten dollars. We... Yeah, they're cheap right now. Um, and I kind of. Uh, so here's the thing. I, I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, but I'm trying. And are you like, excited about right World? Now... So I am. I'm not only gonna play it, but uh, our review is currently. Um, we're freelancing it with another writer who is taking that on. He's been. It's just uh, such a up. the game's so intense, man. I played the beta. And I was it's like, so, I don't know what the fuck it's I'm very doing. Very dense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. But, like, uh, Rob Rich, friend of the show and, like, Monster Hunter enthusiast, mm. this dude loves the DS one. And he told me very much, it's like, I'm a big fan of World of Final Fantasy. And what I love about World of Final Fantasy is it's just Pokemon, but with Final Fantasy. 
and he gave the same description for Monster Hunter. But I also things that he cherishes in Monster Hunter, I absolutely hate. So like it was really hard. So I'm I'm actually <laughs> curious there. Have you played Monster Hunter in, on 3DS? And also, do you know if the American copy has amiibo functionality to the point where you can use that? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I could tell this you. Is Monster, I, Hor- this is Monster um, Hunter stories or Monster Hunter Four. That there is Monster Hunter Amiibo. Yes, but, but four, I, I four, it, four is what... the 3DS one that like was most recent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, apologies. No, st- stories, well, is stories is the, is the recent is 3DS one. But, as well. but, but four, four is like three. the more like traditional one, right? Stories is kind of like the weird offshoot. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if ours actually does uh, Amiibo support or not. I did, because um, Japanese I would be shocked does. if they didn't keep it in. Yeah, I would be shocked if they didn't keep it in, given that they're still region-free anyways. Mm-hmm. So you can use any region uh, Amiibo and it'll work in your game. Um, but... Uh, to answer your question, I haven't played much in the line of Monster Hunter, period. Uh, we had Monster Hunter Freedom, just the first one. That's it. Uh, I reviewed it, and it was dumb. Was Freedom the... Uh, wait, in which fact, one was Freedom? Was that the well PSP then. one? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, first, no, no, okay, sorry. Freedom. Yeah. I reviewed... Um, Probably three or four. Monster Hunter Try for Wii U. Oh. Oh. Monster Hunter 3, yeah. 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 No, that one's dumb, sorry. The PSP yeah. ones, Um, I played... Uh, the concessions they make because of the PSP interface also dumb. Mm. So yeah, you, you need two analog you really sticks. You really do, and yeah. man, um, I was not a fan. In fact, I think that was the first time I think I was called like a flat out uh, baby, baby man, baby gamer. God, uh, wow. like well. on the review, and I was just like, that's cool. Anyway, um, yeah, going into the next golden zonkey that we have. For the year of 2017, uh, this one might be pretty easy. Who knows? We have uh, Best Fighting Game of 2017. Best Fighting Game. And the nominations are Injustice 2, Gang Beasts, Ultra Street Fighter 2, and uh, Tekken 7. Um, so... I'm going to be honest. I've really only played... Uh, actually, no, I've played all of these. So, Ultra Street Fighter 2. I kind of want to preface that if you have a pro controller and you're playing this at home, wonderful. Um, if you're using the Joy-Cons, it is the worst. It is the... Act- I don't know, man. The Joy-Con mm. buttons just do not do... It does not have that intuitive flow because of the... like the the disjointedness of buttons versus mm-hmm. a congruent d-pad and i feel like um i mean uh, go ahead sir i mean I, I i suck at fighting games i suck at fighting games and i use nothing but the joy con to play ultra street fighter 2 and i was able to one credit clear it on normal difficulty i just feel like it almost disqualifies the game if the control schematics can't be fully functional no matter what controller you decide to use. I think something like a Tekken or Injustice, you can play with a pad. You can play with a stick. Like, the options that are there, like, it doesn't put you at a disadvantage. Especially from a... Hold on, though. Let me... Let, let me uh, let me uh, correct myself there. I played it with one half of a Joy-Con. Oh, like a sideways kind of deal? And I one credit uh, cleared it. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Uh, one credit cleared. Okay. Done. And I, and I don't even, Fuck, I don't even know how you did that, mm-hmm. to be honest. I, I just feel like fighting like, games have to be considered for their competitive uh capabilities as well 
Especially the genre I mean, in itself. In the modern day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, if, if we're really talking about like who did it well or who's doing it the best out of all of these, hands down, Injustice 2. Like, I don't know, man. NetherRealm Studios. It, it, it's tough. I mean, obviously they can bring together a story in a fighting game like no one has done since. And like God knows Capcom. Uh, maybe KOF to a degree. They've tried to do the same thing, but have failed pretty miserably. Uh, yeah, NetherRealm does an amazing story mode for a fighting game, which has never been like the reason why you play a fighting game, but it makes it a good selling point now. Uh, it's tough because Injustice 2, I think, was great. I think it is just what you expect from NetherRealm. But that's also, I think, it's also kind of what holds it back. It's what you expect from NetherRealm. It doesn't reinvent itself. It doesn't do a lot of extra stuff. It takes the same mechanics from Mortal Kombat and Injustice 1 and just kind of puts it in there with some new characters. There's not much change there, in my opinion. Whereas Tekken 7 totally reinvented itself. It brought in the the, uh, Rage Arts. It brought in um, the fact that you can play Akuma in that game and it still works. Like, you can have projectile-based characters in Tekken and it still works is crazy to me. Like, I did not think in a million years they could put those types of characters in Tekken, it would work because Tekken's always been known as like the 3D style fighter, a lot of like, you know, strafing, things like that. And it just works. Um, I don't know. It's tough, man. Like I, 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 I want to say either Tekken or injustice, but I feel injustice two deserves it more because okay. like in terms of shelf life, like injustice two has consistently kept uh multiverse interesting. Absolutely. And just, going back and doing that the just like the absolute consistency with the uh the downloadable fighters mm-hmm. just in in no, like especially with this year in the next pack having fucking the <laughs> fact that could have the teenage mutant ninja turtles in there and Which, like just like i still know how they're gonna do that are they gonna be just like tagging each other in as like all four players like i hope it's just not like a, a really bad palette I, swap i think what it is I think what it is is like they're all it's it's gonna be like Pokemon trainer style or like the way uh, Android eighteen is in uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z with seventeen being an assist mm-hmm. is that you choose one uh, and the rest act as assists uh, or I think it's Leo while the others act as an assist either way it'll be interesting and I really want to see how they go about it same yeah um, but even then everything else they've done with Hellboy Raiden Sub Zero Blake a- Starfire a- a- Adam actually is a fucking awesome character to use because of just that ability of shrinking and getting larger like i didn't think that'd be possible with the frame data that they have to you know utilize in that game but it works somehow they make it It work works splendidly like there's so many options and even then like it gives you incentive to keep playing it not just for bragging rights but just for the sheer amount of content that you can collect and build on like the fact that like there's development like i've never okay like loot box suck they do, and like I'm sure we'll we'll definitely come across that subject again at some point as far as discussing the year of 2017. But I think Injustice 2, like just what they've done, even within the in-game currency and the dynamics of earning it, they've done it really well, and they they reward you and make you feel rewarded for what you accomplish, not only in multiverse but just in like just in story play, just mm-hmm. in like casual play, just anything. It's it's never felt as rewarding as it has with this game and like i cannot applaud netherrealm more for it especially considering that like they've been the fucking these these are the same assholes that introduced us to the crypt 
which we all know what kind of nightmare that is. Yeah, true. Um, and there's so many other aspects. Like, fundamentally, the game is so polished, but, like, they've taken, like, this very, like, polished framework and have added, like, any almost ingeniously never-ending cycle of incentive based purely on fan service like uh, i mean i'll wholeheartedly admit it like a lot of my like affection for the game too comes from the fact that it's based on one of my favorite media properties yeah ever. and if you're a fan of that universe there's a lot to experience a lot to you know especially and with the, unlockables and, the, and things like that like different like gear you can unlock that sort of thing but it's not even j- the gear like just the fact that the, like there's so many esoteric callbacks and references to like obscure fucking characters, like, like fucking DC wiki dense mm-hmm. obscure, mm-hmm. um, and and the fact that like they've done this for like you know people like me to recognize, but it even goes like just for the presentation, just the intro dialogues that are exchanged, yeah, like they've redefined all of that for a fighting game to the point where like Dragon Ball Fighter Z is doing that right now for anybody that's a fan of like the canon of Dragon Ball. The extended endings um, they have for matches and stuff like that, like the well, e- and even the intros. Yeah, like to the point where like if you match Goku and Frieza together, like it'll have a brief clip of like Krillin being blasted apart by Frieza and blown the bits. Huh. Just because, and like they even do it frame <laughs> by frame. There's so many different instances, and like I feel like those things have come into existence. And have been, like, implemented in other games because of Injustice 2. Like, Injustice did it, but Injustice 2 does it so much better. And it left a mark. It -hmm. left a very, like, I don't know, like, impactful mark. And it's a testament to the fact that, like, the game is still going and it, it still has a presence that it does, especially competitively. Tekken 7 is also got its own fair share, like, you know, between its affiliation with New Japan Pro Wrestling and mm-hmm. with Akuma. I'm actually kind of sad that, like, Geese, that's going to be the closest there. we have. Geese, yeah, yeah, Geese in there. They're going to bring in uh, oh, yeah, Noctis right. from uh, Final Fantasy. It's going to be the next guest character, which oh, is weird, yeah. but okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess. okay. They had, they had, like, a weird little Japanese dinosaur named Gon in Tekken 3. It's not weird. Okay, fair. Like, <laughs> uh, I... I I mean, oh, there's also a bear. Uh, oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a bear. boxing kangaroo. There's a velociraptor. Yeah. When when has Tekken ever been criticized? Oh, Noctis would be weird there. Really, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yoshimitsu just turned into like fucking Cthulhu at this point. Like he's just yeah. like just like just deformed and mutated into something. There's you can't a mad tell. scientist, and then there's like a cyborg, but then there's a pop star, but then there's an assassin wrestler with a tiger mask. Yeah. yeah, but no, but the Final Fantasy character's weird. I, I've I've heard so many okay. people say that, and I just I think it's er- er- everyone's just pissed off because they wanted something else and they got Noctis instead. I think like I can't remember who they actually really wanted for their guest character, but it wasn't what they expected. Uh, fuck, I mean Noctis, whatever. Like I'll I'll be okay with that shit. I love guest characters, Ninja Turtles, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, guest characters is where it's <laughs> it should have been Rorschach um, though. I'm just saying, it should have been Rorschach. <laughs> Why? Because Rorschach would be fucking okay. Now, maybe actually Rorschach would work better in Mortal Kombat. So, I I, I will retract that statement. Yeah. Maybe he's better in Mortal I, Kombat. I would... Oh man! If anything, Nether Realms. I, I don't know. Like I, 
I'm happy that they're just stepping away from Mortal Kombat for a second. I was getting angry that two Mortal Kombat characters. Uh, oh God, yeah, for took DLC. Up a, yeah, mm-hmm. spot. And yeah. then you thought it was gonna be Molina. It's like, oh fuck! Like, come on, man. Yeah, agreed. <sighs> I mean, I think Injustice probably does do everything well. It, it, it does a lot for the fighting game genre. It's also got an active comic book line right now, and it's mm-hmm. honestly, really good really good mm-hmm. like I, it's way better than it has any right to be yeah um i mean just to preface it like i've never been a fan of harley quinn ever and i especially hate the way her characters romanticized and there's i'm a fan of like her humble origins and some of the stuff that paul dini has done with her but like just with like her popularity and the way it's exploded in the last 10 years. Or the fact, never or the fact that people think that the Joker and Harley Quinn love relationship is like, oh, I wish we were like Joker and Harley Quinn. Like, no. Yeah, that is that, not something That's domestic abuse. By any means. That's domestic abuse. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> um, yeah. But her character in Injustice 2, both in game and the comic especially, mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Especially like with her dynamic with Batman. She basically shifts over to like where she was who she she was a subordinate to Joker she becomes a subordinate to Batman and it's done so well <laughs> um but anyway uh what was I gonna say yeah Injustice 2 man I'm I'm putting my foot down there okay. I Tekken 7 I mean again I alright so let's talk about that for a bit okay I think as far as the fact that they shook up the fundamentals of, of Tekken's formula without completely compromising what works so well in it is admirable. Um, like, I didn't think Akuma would play as smoothly as he does in a game, and yet he does, like, almost frighteningly well. I mean, Akuma's always meant to be somewhat overpowered if used by the right player, and, like, it, you still very much get that feeling. But, I mean, there are a lot of characters that you can make that same complaint about in Tekken period that have just made uh, each iteration and, like, he's actually brought some weird balance to the game that I did not think he would. I thought uh, he was just definitely going to be fan service. Yeah, I think that was, like, the last dying breath of a Tekken versus Street Fighter crossover game. Like, that was it. It was just Akuma. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's that, what I was about to that's say. That's what you get. <laughs> this is it. Um, uh, Tekken cross Street Fighter, I don't think, I think is, like, it's so weird. They won't come out and say that it's not going to happen, but it's very much not going to happen. It's done, so. Five is, like, a, a platform now. You know, they're, they're, they're structuring five as, like, a platform that gets iterations added on to it. There's no reason why they'd make another game. Yeah, <laughs> which they said they weren't going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Games is a service, man. Games is a service. Mm-hmm. Yup, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what's weird, too, is that there are certain games that are really, really should adopt that model and just don't. Uh, like, if anything, Madden should Oh, God, a- any sports model. game. Holy shit. <laughs> buy buy yeah. an updated roster pack, you know, and just be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like... It's just I don't know, man. Um, I I think Tekken Seven's done a lot for. Here's my argument and why I'm going to stick with it. Tekken Seven's done a lot for the franchise in a surprisingly effective way, but Injustice Two did not only a lot for its respective franchise and studio, but a lot for the genre as a whole. Sure, I agree with that. Yeah. So that's why I think it definitely deserves to be acknowledged as the best fighting game of 2017. Okay. Not to also say that it weren't a lot, because there were. In fact, you'll notice there's a big missing one, and like I, I won't shy away from it. I gave it, a, I gave it the fair review that I wanted to give it. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite tried to do the story thing. Awful. Holy shit. It is, it is the grossest fan fiction that mm-hmm. I've ever seen. With their bust-up-ass faces. Um, 
Nice. <laughs> at least Justice, oh, at least, at yeah. least Justice fixed their faces. <laughs> like they were bad initially, and they're like, "Okay, cool, you fixed it. Good job, guys." Like Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. Infinite, they just forgot to get to that part. Like, "Oh, we'll get to it later," and then they never did. Um, they did patch they, some. They, of the they, looks they fixed Chun Li from not being a grotesque monster, but that's about as far as they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they figured that's I all guess, they needed. Yeah, Chun Li's the only one. I to just worry I about. can't get over like Rocket Raccoon just nonchalantly like being tossed Dante's fucking trademark guns like everything's cool and kosher like the game it's story mode reeks of like this weird commercialistic like it, it just reeked of like a lazy Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. oh man in like just such a way like even like going back like when you see these other characters kind of implemented even though they're not done narratively but like done in like the casual local play again the dialogue that they share totally like having hellboy like share some dialogue with like catwoman plays out exactly the way you'd expect it should they ever cross over yeah i'm actually feverishly excited for the teenage mutant ninja turtles because i know when they're in there they're gonna have some awesome they might even throw some callbacks because batman and team and t has been doing stuff for like the last couple of years I, I read, they're in the middle of their second crossover I, I just read like the newest uh paperback they had come out not too long ago and that was pretty damn good it's really yeah, good. i liked it a lot. i i love that like i love that batman is a foil to them being better ninjas and that they are a foil to batman being a better human and they're not mm-hmm. human themselves much like the way superman and batman work also but like and, in a from a teenager's aspect and they somehow make don Tello like the best turtle because they're both detectives like it's somehow like okay cool don Tello's cool like i i everyone when you were growing up like no one wanted to be don Tello. like don Tello's the worst donatello's gone if you if you guys was, like, read one of the idw ones. team and t mm-hmm. Donatello's gone through some shit. IDW, Team and T, and now it's been the longest running comic, even longer than the original Mirage run. It is so. I hope it never ends. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's been slowing down, but I really hope sales keep it going. And I, I have a feeling that when Team and T, like, launches and, like, when they might actually do another Michael Bay film, who knows? Mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind the second one. I don't, Preface, I didn't mind. I don't mind the guy they cast for Casey Jones, but still, like, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um. But anyway, yeah, dude, Injustice 2, I'm putting my foot down. Sarah? Well, um, I didn't play many fighting games this year, um, but I, I'll concede Injustice 2 um, as being a more robust game than Ultra Street Fighter 2, although I think I would have enjoyed Ultra Street Fighter 2 more regardless. Because once again, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of American comics. Yeah. So, not, none of the characters within Injustice 2 speak to me at all. What if they put in Uh, Cerberus the Aardvark? What if they did? It wouldn't make much of a difference to me. (laughs) Bone would be no idea who that is. Dude, that's a Canadian comic icon. Oh, yeah. There you go. What about Usagi Ujimbo? No idea. That'd be dope. Um, Maybe, but that sounds like more of a thing that they'd add into a Konami game. Well, well be mean, careful, because you... Metal Gear Survive is coming out here pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they added it if they added into that, okay. that's another story altogether. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll concede Injustice 2, although I do believe that Street Fighter 2 is more of a fit yeah, for me. okay. I, I mean, I think Street Fighter is always going to be like the the fighting game. I mean, it's it's what the genre is based upon. 
Um, I'm kind of curious to see if that's going to be the iteration they throw into the Street Fighter box that they're releasing the later this year. I think I they will. Like the like the uh, 25th anniversary one. Yeah, I want to say no. That's, that'll be original ones. I think even the Genesis version is being represented in there, yep. right? World World Champion. Yep. Yeah, they're throwing in a yeah. lot of them. There's like 16 of them going into that box. Yeah. Yeah. I think all I think Ultra is. I think isn't it called like the final challenge for for the um, for the no, Switch. F- final challenge. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, I think but it's like part the of the remake though, like the the one that came to Switch, not like the like the re redone one with hand drawn sprites. Oh, okay. Well, wasn't that uh, remix? Was that was like HD that... remix remix or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Ultra is the refined version of HD remix. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like they they added a lot more to it. No new characters. But we need a, like we need a flow added. chart for these releases, man. This is like a well, Zelda no, timeline. Violent, <laughs> violent, violent can and evil even evil Ryu as well. Sorry, okay. I yeah. mean. When pal- I mean, sure, when they're resk- kind of reskinned. Well, mm. been doing that since MK1. They're not palette swaps, I yeah. know. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, so, are we feeling I, good about Injustice I, I, Come I, on, guys, yeah. feel good about it. I do. I like it's that a- game, dude. I, I'm pissed they didn't come out with an arcade stick for this one, because I would have bought it. You know me. I bought one for Tekken. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Um, I think... I, that's the thing too. I think that game, if anything, the one thing, as opposed to the first one, I don't think that game is stick friendly as the first one was. Like there's a, I, there's a cadence. I to would its agree. Frames. I would agree. I think they make it more pad. Yeah. And actually, if you watch a lot of the tournament players, a lot of people do use pad, like Sonic Fox. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those guys use pad. There's not a lot of people that use stick. That is definitely a game that can tra- transition to a more casual audience because it's more based on controller input. As opposed to every other fighting game going with stick primarily. Yeah, totally agree. Alright. Well then, congratulations, Injustice 2. You won best fighting game of 2017. Golden Zonkey, so send in the mail. <laughs> you are winner. All right. Ed Boon's coming at you. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you know what's funny is not a single one of us talked about Gang Beasts. I mean, but I, I honestly, I nominated it only because I didn't re- realize it did come out in 2017, technically, because it had been in early access for fuck knows for how long. So long. So long. I, it's been in early access for like two plus years at least. And I consider that game a way, a way better party game than I do a fighting game. Sure, like, sure. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, but then this is coming from the same dude. Like, I don't know. We both, actually, I think we both agreed on it. Like, I think PlayStation All-Stars got the uh, fucking shaft. I love PlayStation. I don't mind it. Royale. I don't mind it. I still think that was a pretty decent. Uh, it was a good game. Yeah, yeah. I think it felt better than Smash in, in a couple of ways, personally. So the next category is best RPG. Best RPG game. And the nominations are South Park, Fractured, Butthole, Final Fantasy, Fourteen Online, Stormblood. Persona 5, and Divinity 2, Original Sin. Now talk about an easy um, category. Yeah, this one's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, Alright, I haven't played much of Persona 5, if anything at all. All I've really done is uh, observe it, 
uh, from afar, and I have uh, played it at a at a kiosk, and that's it. Uh, and even then, like it was, it's one of those very diluted, like can't no. can't really gauge an opinion from it, especially with as much um, text, like you said, a lot of like voice, like it's just like all all, all Jesus, yeah. I that mean, was even in the, even in that <laughs> environment, yeah. even in that you definitely environment. Need- you need a hundred. Which Sarah, I, I think you did review and beat that game, correct? So a hundred hours after, yeah. Oh yeah, it's the RPG of the year. I've only played a bit of it. I've not actually had a chance to really dive into it as much as I'd like to. I'm still technically trying to finish four on Vita from eons ago. Like I, I think I technically beat it, but I'm trying to do like the you know, the like last. Uh, four, four to me is like best the last of all dungeon time. or whatever it is that I have to do now, which is a fucking pisses me off. I thought I was done with that game. Like I would like to finish four, play most of five before Strange Journey comes out because that's my next like big RPG on my list. Ooh, Strange Journey remake on 3DS is looking really uh, good. I wanted to play Strange Journey. That's like one of the. Uh... Shin Megami Tensei games that have like has captured my attention. And that, I just like the and, and, and it's yeah. more of a traditional Shin Megami oh, Tensei game. It's not like an offshoot. And a lot of a lot of people sort of assumed that that was going to be Shin Megami Tensei four before four actually came out. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. And, and honestly, uh, Apocalypse yeah. is damn good. Like the uh, oh yeah, it is yeah, really yeah. solid. I have yet to check out um uh what was it FF Sharp? I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh Tokyo Mirage uh, Session. The... Oh FE Sharp. What's up? Tokyo yeah, Mirage yeah. Sessions, yeah. yes. Eh. I it's okay. Yeah, that's like the one that's actually like really, really got like my interest, but I have yet to like because it hasn't gone down in price no, at all, and it probably won't either. It won't. Um, Strange Journey <laughs> is the re-release coming out on 3DS in May, so they do have a date set, and I think it's well worth picking up. Like, it yeah. might be the only reason why I still have oh, my 3DS is, is for that game's release, for sure. One of the best original DS releases mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I can't really, like, I want. South Park Fractured But Whole is really just, like, it's very fun, but a lot of it honestly feels like an expansion of Stick of Truth. But here's the thing but like, a lot of the combat changed pretty drastically, right? And I like the combat yeah. in Stick of Truth. So, like, how'd they change it in this to where it's like, is it better? Or do you think it's. It's. It's just more complex, huh. which is okay. It's it, okay. It's imagine if Paper Mario, and um, it's still got like the very like the it's very Paper Mario esque, but they involve like a grid system now where it's tactics based, and you can actually move on grids, and and uh, area of effect moves, and other like a lot of that kind of uh, plays a part. But where like Stick of Truth kind of. Uh, like managed to make a system that was like had a, a, a depth to it without actually getting obnoxious with it. Um, Fractured but whole doesn't avoid that criticism. Like it, it's an, it's a unique system where like you can do surprisingly a lot with it, but um, it gets so fucking inundated with status effects and movement and uh, the tactics involved with that. But fights just drag on. There is a there are moments where like I, I just I stopped having fun. It just like the micromanagement involved. Like, granted, uh, the humor and everything about it in that aspect is great, um, but it really just like it did not feel like um. It it, it sort of felt like a, an expansion of Stick of Truth more or less than it did like a uh, successor mm-hmm. to it. 
Like, I did not, I don't know. I did not get the same feelings I got with Stick of Truth. When Stick of Truth, like, you got, I love that game. I still do. Yeah. I think it's actually aged phenomenally well. Um, and honestly, a lot of the appeal that comes with Fractured But Whole is the fact that, like, its presentation is spot on and that it actually plays as the secret episode of season 21. Like, that whole game, like, they do a prequel episode of it in in the season oh cool uh to actually yeah so like you're if you want to actually you can actually where the episode leaves off in the season is where the game the starts game picks right yeah <laughs> that's kind of really, cool i really dug that kind of like a mixed media um, kind of experience you know yeah, yeah and then like the i mean if anything it in like it, it can, it's almost to a comical degree which i definitely feel is done intentionally the way they just like completely forgot about New Kid as if he was a canon thing, and then bring New Kid back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I it, it it's fun, but man, best RPG of the year? No way. I I I like I said. I I don't. I can't say that it's better than Sick of Truth. I can honestly say it's just oh, if you like Sick of Truth, you'll dig it. But even then, I think Sick of Truth is better. Mm-hmm. So that's not the best thing to say about a sequel. But that and like. Which, which, and uh, even then, well, I love the superhero like a set yeah, too. And I think the same can be said for five. I don't think five is better than four. Five's good, but I don't think it's better than four. But see, I it see like, and and that's where I don't really have, uh, like I don't have a dog in that race uh-huh. because, uh, I'm still trying to like. Four. I hear you. I hear. You. And I had a hard time liking three, and I still kind of don't. Three is. Three was an acquired. T- I didn't like three as nearly as much as I liked four. I, to be I, honest, I think four and is easier to get into, but at the same time, four also has more dialogue. Yes, four. I I, mm. I think four's mechanics and definitely it's the characters and a lot about four is appealing, but mostly the combat and how I would say it's not as challenging as three's combat. Like three had a lot of the aspects of like getting sick or getting tired. And you didn't really have to deal with that in four. There was much, also, or at all, with Persona Three, you had to de- uh, depend on a lot of luck as well. Your characters were automatically, mm-hmm. um, or your, your your allies were automatically handled by the computer, which is something that they actually changed in the uh, the PSP version. They actually implemented the system yeah. from four into three portable in order to give you which direct is good control. i just wish you could do more in the portable that you could do in like fez or the original three yeah oh yeah yeah a lot of that content mm-hmm. was gone here's the thing though you might think this is interesting um four is fantastic it's like i said the, the very best rpg that i think i've ever played five doesn't exceed mm. it but it also doesn't really uh come off as worse than oh, no, it either. It doesn't sound like it's underwhelming. See, that's the thing. Fracture of a Hole is a slightly underwhelming in the shadow yeah. of Stick of Truth. Yeah. With with Persona 5, the story does suffer a little bit, but the gameplay makes up for that slight uh, slight decline in, in its presentation. Hey, so I'm up for it. That's where it's at. I'm up like, for yeah. that. I'll, dude, okay, I want to like Persona 4. I don't I'm not trying to trash talk. In fact, I have both of the arena oh, no, games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and even then, those fucking games still, for fighting games, they have way talk. too much dialogue. <laughs> no, they they handled it kind of badly. Yeah, I couldn't play them because I didn't want them to spoil it. They handled it badly yeah. with the RPG. And uh, Dance All Night is yeah. meh. Uh, I didn't really like that as much. Um, 
I will say that if you didn't really like the setting in Persona 4, you'll really dig the setting in Persona 5. And the fact that you play as uh, a reprimanded student who was uh, who found his way, you know, he got in trouble with the law. Um, you had, it's, it's more of a story of redemption, right? I, I'm not sure I, that's spoilers. I kind of like, well, like the fact but, that it, I get the vibe that this the, the cast of characters here, because like... Another thing I didn't like about 4 is that you felt very much as a cipher uh, to mm. where, like, you, like, the game really put a heavy emphasis on you are your own character and how you do it. But then it didn't give me much to play with. And instead, just, like, I, I was, I'm given, like, so many two-dimensional, like, choices to work with, like, when I interject or, like, give any sort of input. But in response, I get so much depth back, sometimes more than I care to ask for. Where I'm hearing that that's condensed and people are kind of mixed about that, but I'm hearing that people will share like my criticisms towards uh, four in that regard. Say I will love five as a result, and plus like just the fact that like Joker actually has more of a personality already intrigues me way more. I don't even know who the fuck what the name mm-hmm. of the kid in four is. Just the kid, like uh, I, you'll you cheat. Every- well, <laughs> you want to know what his name is? Yeah, it's why you? you? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> technically, technically, his name you can you can put it whatever you want. You can put like you know the homie yeah. uh, or whatever you want to do. Like that's actually that's the homie. The homie. That's that's why I use in, for in all mine. My in mine, it was just it was actually Ser Nova nice. for me, like the new Ser because I had Ser Flash in three. I, I right? went with you, Naka, uh, whatever his last name like technically is, like in the canon. Like yeah. I went with that. Same with uh uh Persona Five. I went with the canon, the canonical name. For me, I went Ser Fallen, F A H L L E N, for the the Fallen yeah, yeah. Ser. Like it. Yeah, so it's like an evolution yeah. of Ser um, through the Persona games, you know. <laughs> mm, Damn. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is. It was just kind of mm. weird. It's very but weird. And but don't you get lost fitting. in those games? Like you do take a like, you kind of do embrace those games. Like this is your story. This is your tale. You know. I mean that fucking Persona I mean, games. You I, can grind I, those I, games. It never seems like it's a chore. Like that, that the combat's just so damn rewarding. I I I I would love to know. I'm not there yet. Oh, <laughs> like, so good. Um, but anyway. Uh, oh, and another aspect to it, like outside of like the writing, the gameplay. Which, by the way, the gameplay is is remixed in just the best way. Uh, the mm-hmm. music, I think, is probably the standout uh part of Persona Five. Uh, much like Persona 4, Persona 4 did a really good job of setting the atmosphere, depending on the uh, the weather that you had uh, in any given day, uh, time of day, etc. The same deal goes with Persona 5, but it has this really cool, funky, like almost 70s style vibe to it that really, really works for the kind of action that's going on throughout the entire game. So, uh, you know, point for point, the music mm-hmm. nails it, and that's, that's a lot coming from me. So... I, you know, I've, okay, so I've dropped out of Final Fantasy fourteen for a bit, so I have not checked out Stormblood. Uh, I heard mm-hmm. really good things about Stormblood, though. Like, I've heard it was definitely, it was big reason to come back to fourteen. Um, Let's discuss. <laughs> because I'm not a, I'm not 100% sold on it, actually. <laughs> and while I did nominate it, uh, there are issues that I've got with Stormblood. Um, first, let's get the good out of the way. There's If you liked Final Fantasy VI... You're going to love Stormblood because there are a lot of direct nods to Final Fantasy VI within it. Specifically, you're going to Doma. 
and a lot of the um not the uh, Yoshitaka Amano style art but like the actual sprite work that was done in the game a lot of those are represented now within uh within the game's actual enemies so like the Magitech armor has the big double clawed arms uh there's sky armor you can see the uh, the rotors from when you're uh, busting out of the Magitech facility in Final Fantasy VI. Funbaba is a normal enemy just wandering around the plains, right? Uh, and, of course, the, there was a recent uh, announcement that um, that there's going to be the Phantom Train as a raid, and Kefka is making a return oh, to sure. the game. Jeez. So the you're, you're going to get to fight Kefka. Uh, underrated, sir. He did succeed in destroying the world. Sounds like a Dissidia thing, though. I'm surprised they're putting it in 14, you know? To have that kind of battle. That sounds kind of cool. Great. It is going to be good. Um, but here's where here's where I have issues, though. Uh, with the Realm Reborn uh, content and the Heavensward content, you can be really speedy on your mounts. You can go from one end of the map to the other in very little time because your your mounts are fast. Uh, they, they boosted their speeds in these areas and you can go, go even faster if you send, spend certain seals to, to get maps of the area, right? Heading into the Stormblood stuff, it slows to a crawl and it is frustratingly slow to move around even on a mount. That's strange. Yeah. Not only that, you also have to collect all of the ether points in order to fly again and even though I've, I've spent quite a bit of time in the, in the Stormblood content, I found a grand total of 11 out of 45 in the three areas that I've been to. Huh. I... But, okay, see, now, my question is, is there a monetary thing you can do to, like, I guess, kind of, like, alleviate that? Like, can you buy stuff in-game that would, like, alleviate a lot of that? Only up until Stormblood. <laughs> so, like, if you've got a character and you want to get your levels up, like, let's say you've got a level 40 character, you haven't played the game for a while... You can boost your character up to level 60 in the class that you want. You'll get level two, eye level 270 gear, or 260 gear, so you can take on the dungeons and stuff, right? You can blast through them in like 10 minutes or whatever at that sort of level. Uh, you could even skip the entire story uh, past Heavensward, so you can start right at Stormblood. But all of the problems that, I, <laughs> that I've actually Are pointed out... That are still prevalent regardless of paying okay. up until that point to get to a level and a point in the story just, to start. It, it, to me, it sounds like so it might be a you reason won't notice like, for it. people like to possibly buy microtransaction stuff or buy something to progress. Like That's what it felt like to me or sound like to me. But Yeah. God, I know there's a guy in our FC that, no joke, has level skipped every single one of his classes. Mm -hmm. He even, he level skipped a class that had only seven <laughs> levels left to the level skips total now. Zero and fucks just given. Like, why yeah. are you doing it? What the fuck is this? Come on, man. Hey, just play the game. Dude, alright. I can sympathize to an extent. Like, I like that that's an option mm. because honestly, like, if I, I played Final Fantasy XI from 2003 up until, like, even then, I am not nowhere near as regular. I, I've been hopping back and forth a bit, but, like, unless you, like, made that the game that you were going to play and nothing else, mm -hmm. like, I, dude, I still don't, I feel so, like, I still haven't maxed out a, a level. Yeah. Or a, a, a job. I, and I played that game for over 10 I years. I would have paid real money just to get out of the fucking dunes. I'm still stuck there. My, my, my <laughs> white mage is still in the dunes just waiting for a party, man. 
Just that is, he'll always For stay. The, the skull or Falcrum Dunes, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Fucking aggro goblins coming That's after it. me. Oh shit. <laughs> Fucking run. Um, you know, I tried playing Final Fantasy XI again. Yeah, I can't. it's tough to go back to. I, ju- I just can't. Once once you've played Final Fantasy XIV for an what extensive amount of time, it's, it's if, just if, if they would just like reskinned it like they did with WoW, maybe I would have gone back. Like you know, or we would have got that Vita release they always were kind of hinting at. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. If you guys came back, if you guys came back and you started either a character on Zalera or moved your character over to Zalera. Uh, and you might actually be able to do it for free depending on what server you're on because some of them are mm-hmm. pretty congested. Um, give it a month. We'll change your minds. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Join the SMPFC. Oh, man, I like that plug. Shit. Damn. Official. Um, and then Divinity, I haven't played it. I, I touched it briefly. I've heard good things from people that really enjoy that 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 type of game. You know, the ones that harken back to the old school Bioware and like, you know, uh, Neverwinter Nights, like like all those types of games. Like it seems to do a lot of that very well, but I didn't play enough of it to really get super deep into it. Like there's games like that that are great. There's, you know, Path of Exile, there's Divinity, like a lot of those games are really great, but I I look at them, I just think they're another Diablo game, honestly. But I, I liked what I played. It was just very brief. It was it was a little bit on PC and that was about it. Um, so, I mean, I think Persona wins this just because I know Sarah will probably go for Persona. I'm definitely throwing my hat in for Persona. Uh, oh, yeah. It's absolutely it, 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 Persona. You, you, there's nothing you could do to I change know, my mind. I know. I concede. Yeah. I conceded to Persona <laughs> for a while. You are a winner. There's no way. Like, fractured, like I said, Fractured Ball Hole yeah. is, is nice, but it was a little underwhelming within itself. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely plan to play it more in maybe do a uh, a late to the party feature on it but aside from that no i don't have much else to really say uh, but i would do that yes i um, need more of it <sighs> like really bad so then the next category uh also think this one might be a bit easy who knows uh next category for golden zonkies 2017 is the best shooter best shooter game Nominations are Wolfenstein, The New Colossus, Ghost Recon Wildlands, Destiny 2, Rive Ultimate Edition. Yeah, I. Can, can we? All right, can we just say something? Destiny 2 isn't winning, right? Because it's not. It, 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 sure it, it won't win. I just no. think that as a shooter. It will not. <laughs> it's a good shooter. Like the shooting mechanic feels mm-hmm. good. I think that's the only thing that maybe that game does well is that the shooting feels good. It's nice to pop a head off a couple vandals or, you know, shoot, uh, you know, one of the, uh, Vex in their, like, little white bellies. Like that, like, it's fun. Like, the shooting feels good. It's nice to get headshots. It's nice to, you know, fire a lot of the crazy guns they have in that game. But no, the rest of the game is a train wreck. Saying that as one of the biggest Destiny fans you'll probably meet, two has not been doing well. <laughs> It's been doing a lot of things wrong only because of like the lot of the hands off approach they been... have for like telling the community what's going on and what they expect of the game. Um, everything about the game itself is kind of falling apart, but the shooting's good. That's the only thing I can say about the game is the shooting is good. But no, I agree. Same with Wildlands. I think Wildlands, good shooter. Rest of the game's a train wreck, but the shooting's okay. And that's all I can really say about those. 
Yeah, I think really just one of the things that like Destiny never really like got right or never like I thought that Bungie would really really like you know uh, dig their heels in the sand when when it came to this aspect. Getting ready for the second one is the end game. Yeah, work on an end game. Work on. Uh, not only that, but implementing uh, content that that gives something for uh, multiple players to sink their teeth into, and I I don't think I mean it was excusable within the first run of it because I don't think any Bungie had anticipated that Destiny would fucking uh, go into any 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 sort of um, lengths to where like you know you could. Uh, hold them over like and, and and definitely criticize them for it but i i don't know man destiny 2 kind of really dropped the ball there especially when they had already like they, they went into development I, I don't know how early they started development mm-hmm. of destiny 2 but they definitely had like they had to have had some sort of lucid awareness no that, like, hey we really just 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 don't do that again like that's the thing about destiny 2 like all they had to do was not do what they did with destiny 1 which Destiny 1 was a game that was in development for quite some time and then like a year after like a year before it was coming out they're like uh we're going to change everything <clears throat> like we're totally scrapping all of this let's just start over and do something else and they did it like within a year before it had to come out like it was a rush job to end all rush jobs and all Destiny 2 had to do was not do that and it somehow did that and actually did it kind of worse because like although the story was bigger than the first one and had more i guess finality than than the original story in destiny one did it still wasn't all that great uh it takes like the worst race in destiny and makes it the focal point almost to a point where it's like i'd fucking take the fallen i take the taken right now over the the fucking cabal like i'm done with cabal uh and yeah like everything that they kind of like whatever goodwill they had with the taken king they squandered i think with two and curse of osiris hasn't been doing them much favors either like I said, I love Destiny, but Destiny right now to me is like masturbation. Like sometimes you just have to do it just to kind of get it out of the way. You're like, well, okay, well here's this again. I guess I gotta just go ahead and take care of this now. Like it's not fun. It's just I gotta do it because it's just like a primal instinct that I have to do this now. Like I, wh- what's going on? Like I got I gotta go to Zer and get my fucking golden engram or my you know fucking legendary engram just because that's what you do when this shit pops well, up. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? You just take care of it. <laughs> and, I mean, and granted, like, I just, you know, most MMOs, when they fall into that sort of fatigue, they have, like, years to fall into that fatigue. <laughs> Destiny 2 hasn't even been out for a year. Nope, not even close. Like, it's been out six months. Yeah. So. So agreed. I don't know. So, so. Um. Is it, is it part of that 10-year oh plan? Oh, God, the 10-year like... plan. Who knows what the fuck that is now? Yeah. I mean, Paul McCartney at the end just waiting, just like. It's all yeah, part of the soundtrack player. I made. Oh, dude. <laughs> Guess what? Um, but I. So what's Rive? What's right. Rive? What is that? Yeah, look. Yeah, okay. Sarah, come on, talk to us about Rive, because like, so I'm not even going to talk about Wildlands. No, you're, Wildlands. yeah, you're, you're right. You're correct in that, for sure. Rive as a word means to tear apart or destroy, and Rive Ultimate Edition. Allows you to do just that on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's made by two tribes. Um, I believe they're out of either Denmark or Sweden or Finland. One of those. One of the uh, the Scandinavian states. 
And uh, basically, uh, you play as uh, a, a dude named Roughshot. Uh, you, you pilot a spider tank. And basically, it's like a platforming, twin-stick, run-and-gun, shmuproidvania um, with action platforming. Like, it's like ev- everything. You said that like, with Earth Atlas, it's, too. It's, it's kind of an every game, is what I'm sort of getting at there. But uh, obviously, the emphasis is on shooting. What makes it the Ultimate Edition is that they've added new features that weren't in previous games. So basically, you've got games like, uh, or features like, obviously, you know, like HD Rumble. You've got additional achievements, even though there's no real achievement system on the Switch. Uh, but also, there's this asymmetrical two-player mode, whereby one person pilots the spider tank and the other person uses the <laughs> weapons. Oh, I so like that. it it adds it adds a nice little twist to the uh, to the typical shooting gameplay without uh, really hampering the action on screen or or confusing players, per se. Um, like there's uh, there's not another player on the screen to to sort of distract from uh, from what you're trying to do. So from what it's I see, it's a lengthy it, game. Yeah, from what I see, it looks like an insanely hectic uh, Metroidvania. Like it's yeah, but it works. It works extremely well. We actually gave it five out of five. Um, it was it what we didn't expect it to be as good as it actually was until we uh, until we I played could, it. So it sort of so where because uh, I'm 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 watching you guys uh, talk about it and. It, I could see where, like, there are segments that are broken off, like, there are spectacle segments that are, like, very much bullet yeah. hell, but then, like, you're going around and exploring a certain area, waiting until you can get, like, the the needed uh, attachment, so to speak, or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. fucking key. Uh, hacks. Hack. The, the hacks that they have there, yeah. Which you can, you can actually take control of other, uh, other uh, drones within the, uh, the, the cruiser that you've busted into. Um, the voice acting is top notch. Roughshot is absolutely hilarious. The kind of, um, of references and in jokes that are told throughout the game are, they're really good. Uh, at one point, Roughshot says, I don't know how the first person guys do it. <laughs> it's so, so much easier to kill everything Blowing behind up me. that fourth wall. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you notice he's got something sticking out of his mouth. It's a toothbrush. He's got this toothbrush sticking out of his mouth. Not I had even the, a toothbrush. Exact same it's a whole toothbrush damn toothbrush. A few toothbrush. Years back. Yeah. Whole brush, yeah. And he he constantly makes mention of his clean teeth. So, uh, yeah, everything about it is just so good. It runs actually the bet is the best running version of Rive that's ever been made. Better than PS4. Better than PC. Um, you won't find a better running version of this game uh, on any other uh, any other platform right now. And the gameplay is so slick and smooth and the control works so well for the Joy-Cons that it's kind of absurd. Um, for the $15 that they were charging for it, you'd be kind of silly not to get it. Well, it's not bad. Yeah, bad, I, bad price at all. I, 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 like I said, I'm watching the Bullet Heaven on it now and uh, even then, like, it, it looks like a really top-tier action game, like, uh, but the shooting aspects on it are, are definitely more in-depth than I thought they would be given... Because, like, I feel like there's some sort of forward mo- momentum or something that needs to propel you when you're you're doing it in a 2D space when it comes to a shooter now to, like, kind of give it the same sort of uh, adrenaline that, like, a first-person shooter can do. But, like, yeah, no, I, I dig it. It looks great. I, okay, 
this yeah this category is really tricky because like let's talk about Wolfenstein. So Wolfenstein, the shooting is great. I mean, the shooting is it's not. It's not the best. No, it, it, it's, it's great, okay, but it's not but the best. The, what what that game does is like the story, which I have not beaten. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I've not beaten it, but I've heard, and I, from what I've seen thus far, that game goes places. It really does, and like it, it takes the genre of a first-person shooter, and it it just kind of like the story to it. Like it's almost like Titanfall. Like when Titanfall Two did a lot of crazy shit in their campaign last year, I think Wolfenstein does that and goes crazy with it this year. Like they go fucking, they just go full tilt with what they're doing in their story. Their representation of a Nazi-occupied America if, you know, the war had gone differently. Like, I like that Americana, you know, kind of aspect to it. Like, it's... And it's kind of also kind of a little telling of what we're dealing with right now. Like, it's almost kind of... Uh, and there's a lot of commentary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, it kind of cl- touches close to home closer sure. than you think. Sure, sure, exactly. You don't, you don't see it right away. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see a lot uh, more of that with uh, Far Cry 5. Oh, God, yes. But, Holy uh, shit, yeah. Oh, I almost dude. feel like Five's going to be a cop-out, though. I feel like they want you to think they're going to go there, and then they won't. I don't know, man. I've, I've, been, keeping, I, I, I've been keeping tabs on Far Cry 5. I think they'll cop-out. I think they'll be like, yeah, we're not going to go there. Like, we're going to make you think we are, but then they're going to, like, you know, like, like bail out last minute. Farmhouses will be the new fucking outposts and <sighs> like all that nonsense. Shit. But yeah, but uh, yeah, um, but Wolfenstein is a great game. I just don't think it's the best shooter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Like I'll, I'll, I, I would say the same with Doom. I think we definitely did a lot for Doom last year. Looking back on it now, I think Doom's a great shooter. I don't think it's the best shooter, but I think it's good. You know. Yeah, I think the shooting is satisfactory. Like it's satisfying. Yeah. That's what. Like even then, like. I, you played it on Switch, right? Uh, I have played it on Switch, it, and it's done. It's really well. Like I think Bethesda, like I was surprised how well that played on Switch and Skyrim. Yeah. Um, I've not played Skyrim on VR, but I do have Doom in VR, and I I don't have the aim controller, so I really want to do that. But so far, Doom with the uh, move controllers, not so hot. It's uh just very well. You still just teleport from place to place, don't you? Right, but even strafing and circling around is a huge challenge. It's like basically imagine like an old person driving that shouldn't be, and they K turn everywhere they go. That's what it's like <laughs> to move around within the corridors of Doom VR. Um, and and then when you don't have that fluidity, it um, it it gets to be to the point where it breaks the immersion. Like even then, like. I will. There's already a lot of limits to what you do when you look behind you, but when it look when you look behind, uh, you can't really move that. Like you can look and you can move, but your your mo your motion's limited because you're never with PlayStation VR. You are never meant to move as if you were looking behind you. Only survey it and you know to to just basically have that radius for view, and that's it. Um, I. But going back to Wolfenstein, I I think, you know, in terms of the just the narrative and the story and world that they've built and the guns in it as a result, like it's kinda weird that like uh Wolfenstein has always been very tongue in cheek. It's been very much like uh like even the one previously, like the new blood, all of that, like they wanted to make the aspect of uh, taking down Nazis as uh, comically 
uh, arcadey as they possibly could. But then, like, I kind of felt like they were touching some, like, a, some, I, I don't know, they were kind of crossing some touchy territory sure, sure. with, uh, again, as you had mentioned, what was going on. And I think what they, how they did it, and, you know, what they've done so far that I've seen. Um, like, I never, ever in a million years thought that BJ Blazkowicz would be, like, a character that, like, I would actually, like, attach. <laughs> yeah, would have, exactly. Yeah. Like, he is, he's always had as much depth as, like, the Doom Marine guy. Like, who is still just the Doom Marine yeah, guy. I, like, the dude doesn't even have a well, name. Well, every time they try to give him some depth, he just, like, throws something or punches something. He's like, ah, fuck that. I don't need that. Like, it, it it's right. great. Like, he, he's, he is true to himself. He knows what he is. Like, he doesn't have to shy away from that at all. But, yeah, no, BJ Blazkowicz, like, fuck, you feel emotional for the guy. Like, you feel for that guy, and that's playing all the Wolfenstein games previously is just like that never would have been. You did not. No. Yeah, no, he's just... He, they fleshed it out. He's just the last action hero. He's mm-hmm. the one-man army. And, like, the, for, like, Bethesda kind of, kind of, like, you know, shift in that direction and kind of bring some more gravity to Wolfenstein. Uh, they did it very well, but also they, they didn't do so in concession to the shooter aspects of it. I... I don't know. This is really tricky because I, I, okay, I haven't had a lot of exposure arrive, Sarah, <clears throat> and I, 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 I'm interested. You've definitely like I know what I'm downloading tonight on the Switch, but <laughs> like I don't know if I could give it like best shooter of the year. I don't know. Just because I, of what what Wolfenstein does, but Wolfenstein doesn't do it as a shooter. Does it just as a? I don't know. I don't. I don't think Wolfenstein could be any other game. Okay. I really don't think it okay. could. I think it does what it does well as a shooter and in, in what it services uh, for its world and its campaign. But I don't think it could do, like, like for example, uh, one of the weirdest and, like, wackiest games on mobile that I'll remember, there's a, there's a few of them, but one that, like, if you've played it, you'll know what I'm talking about is Doom RPG. Mm-hmm. And... I loved I love that they convinced like they made a convincing framework for the world of doom and and they kept it in a in a capacity where it works as an RPG and it worked really well and it was a turn-based roguelike RPG um and it's sad that this game is only was on like fucking Razer phones. Yeah, like mobile devices. I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I don't think you could do the same thing with Wolfenstein or like, like you couldn't take Wolfenstein any other framework, even like, I I doubt you could uh, do a telltale game of fucking Wolfenstein. Um, because there's, there is still a part of that like intensity or that tongue in cheekness that comes with like the, like fucking aspect of war and, and how it comes into play and oppression and like the, the patriotism that's involved or just just a sense of like really really bringing down like how or, or really just boiling down to like what how badly like the the, uh, the, the way of life a, a Nazi way is and, and just that and I'm, I'm like I'm stammering because I'm really trying to find the words that I can just to convey like how that like the fucking belief system and way of life in, in view that perspective mm-hmm. is just it's it's absolutely inhumane in like in any way, shape, or form. And like again, we we haven't exactly shied away from politics, and I'd like to try to do what I can as best as I can. But at the same time, I don't want to betray who I am or who any of these guys are. 
and like it I am so glad that Bethesda took what they did and did so and did not they they took an opportunity to uh tell a message but do so with great shooting mechanics and and build a game that was memorable for it like I I'll I'll walk away always like having Wolfenstein in the back of my head is like you know this weird shooter that I played on my friend's IBM and then got for the Jaguar and and whatnot and then like I'll think about other like Return to Castle Wolfenstein and and other fucking different entries that again were very very tongue in cheek. This is the one that like gave gravity to its world and did so in a way that um, will stick with me. And, it's, and it was and it was a fun game as it was very much like you mentioned Andrew to like the effect that Doom had on us last year. Doom came out of nowhere, yeah. and this game sort of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean Bethesda man just doing shit you wouldn't expect honestly. Like, I, I, yeah. Like, I mean as a publisher I, I should know, say like I mean obviously credit goes to the developer which I think uh, was it Ghost Games did. I think yeah. Ghost did Wolfenstein yeah, so. Um, I'm sure they had. They, I mean, they're one of those weird publishers where they they have hands-on input in both what they put out there and then like how they develop things. Um, but yeah, man, I I think I'm gonna go with Wolfenstein on this um, because especially with like how stagnant first-person shooters have become. Even then, like surprisingly, like I didn't even think I'd expect this, and I don't know how I'm saying this, but uh, the newest Call of Duty game is probably the most interesting one that I want to like play since Black uh-huh. Two, and even then Black and well, not even Black Two, more or less, but Black. Like Ghosts didn't really do much uh-huh. of anything. Um, and all the futuristic stuff advanced, is what it is. Yeah. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I mean, who's that dude that they got like to like uh, replace Kevin Spacey in that movie? About like the new film about money, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I know Mark Wahlberg. No, in no, 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 no. Hold on, I'm trying to remember. Okay. Hold on. Uh, I'll get back to that. But anyway, does anybody have any <sighs> any remarks? Towards? I would say Wolfenstein. I think gets it for me only because I think that if Injustice did what it did for the fighting game genre, Wolfenstein does that for the shooter genre, and I think that's kind of ultimately where where I would go. Uh, I'm still firmly on Rive, so I'll concede the win to Wolfenstein New Colossus. However, I do reserve the right to announce that Rive is Shmup. I was going to say, I almost feel like we have to give Sayer whatever he wants when it comes to the shooter category. He is the definitive expert in the shooter category, yeah. so. So, uh, sorry, UFO Interactive. Raiden 5 was definitely Oh, not man. Yeah, I, I, I kind of heard... I really wanted to get into Raiden 5 because I love Raiden 5. I have an Xbox One. I have uh, not really touched it hardly at all. Yeah. I, I played it on PlayStation mm-hmm. 4, which it yeah. adds stuff, but uh, like it's got, I don't know if the Xbox version has two-player co-op or not, but um, but yeah, we, we uh, it's not as good as mm-hmm. Raiden 4. Wait, so yeah, no, it's Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. That fucking movie coming out. They gotta get Christopher Plummer back in Advanced Warfare. Just have him replace everything. Put Christopher Plummer in House of Cards. I don't know. Just retcon yeah. it all. Retcon yeah. it all, man. Christopher Plummer is the new Kevin Spacey. Yeah. He's the good boy. I mean, how... Like, how here, you're Kaiser right? Soze now. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> oh, dude. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, Christopher. What what the fuck else has Christopher Plummer been? Um, like, I can't even think of anything. He's about as obscure as fucking Oliver Platt. Like Oliver I, Platt was the king in Ready to Rumble. Yeah. So. What and what else has he fucking done I mean, aside from no, that? I don't know. That's the only thing I care about is ready to rumble. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Um. But yeah, Wolfenstein, New Colossus. Uh you are a shooter game of 2017. You get a golden song. You are. And Rive, I think, very much. Uh, dude, Shmup I'm, of the year. I'm kind. Of, I honestly, I wish I played it because I'd probably bullet bullet yeah, heaven shmup of the year. Yeah. That's a yeah. Well, fifteenth award. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the like hidden fifteenth award. With yeah. that being said, the next category, um, this one, I don't know, man. I might, we might run into some shit, but who knows? Uh, we'll go for it. Uh, this is gonna be the best platformer of the year. Best platforming game. And the nominations are ukulele. Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Hollow Knight, and Mighty Gunvolt Burst. Um, I can tell you guys right now, about... just, just to let you know before we start, um, I don't have a horse in this race. I've not really played any of these, so this might come down to you and Sayer. Alright, well... So, just letting you know now, Like, I guess I'll just be the... Uh, whoever likes me more, whoever loves me more, will we'll get my vote. <laughs> <laughs> um... So right, I, cause I, cause I don't have a Switch. Me. I don't have a Switch yet, so I'm kind of like out of options for platformers, it seems like. Actually, a lot of this is... Uh, yeah. is or at least yep. Switch versions. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hollow, yeah. Did the Hollow Knight come out on Switch yet? I know it's coming out to Switch. Uh, I think it did. I think it's already out on so. Switch. Um, okay. I love, love Hollow Knight. I I think that was the game that caught me off guard the most. It has one of the most haunting soundtracks that I've ever heard. Um, it it definitely caught me off guard with how well it executed what it set out to do because I knew exactly what it was doing the moment I I within the first hour that I put into it. It is like, what if we take Dark Souls but then make it a Metroidvania game, and. I mean, you could even argue that, like, oh, a 2D Dark Souls would always be Metroidvania, but I'm not going to fucking look into semantics or the thick of any of that. I really want to talk about, like, how it, like, brings its, like, grotesque, weird, squishy, grubby world to life, but it does so so beautifully and does so in, in, in such a, like, quietly, like, I don't know, man, I... I don't know if it's platform of the year, but it's it's one of the top. Like, if we were to give you a list of one of the top ten games, if there is a top ten games list you need to play from the year twenty seventeen, I would gladly put tw- uh, Hollow Knight in it. Um, I I cannot. This does look very good. The art direction is pretty. Fantastic. It's amazing. Like I've never yeah. seen something so well animated. But even like the response of it, like you would think that like certain hand-drawn games like um uh shank comes to mind oh god i forgot about for example like yeah like some of the hit detection like some of those games that like kind of take that direction uh super combo man all of Mm -hmm. those because like they they have such a weird uh frame rate in in how they animate 
uh, their sprites and the world around them and whatnot, like the hit detection and like the movement is always a little weird, but like people kind of like, you know, they, they, they sort of set that aside in, in concession to like the presentation. Hollow Knight never really puts you in that position. It's just, it's so, it's so engrossing to play. And like, I, I feverishly wait and I'll wait the day that like its soundtrack is made available like on vinyl. Uh, until then, like I definitely like have the soundtrack already like set aside in, in whatever way I can digest it. Like there's so much good to that game. That being said, my my dog in this race is definitely ukulele. Uh, granted, I know we just listened to Odyssey, but uh, all right, you know what? No, let's. I want I want Sarah. Sarah. I know you don't care for ukulele, but you've also never really cared for banjo because I never said that I didn't care. All about right, it. you know what? Go ahead. You tell me what you like about ukulele. Help me feel good about it. I, I do like that it pays like direct homage to um, to the source material, which of course is uh, banjo kazooie, right? Which you you've got like tons of nostalgia wrapped up in that game, right? Yes. Yeah, me not so much, right? But as a game, it's still a solid a solid offering for anybody that's into action platforming, right? Uh, I just haven't gotten around to playing it or, or purchasing it. That's really what it boils down to. You played it on Switch, right? No. Uh, when we reviewed our no? copy, we reviewed it on Xbox yep. One. Xbox One, right? Uh, and that was actually the worst performing version, uh, both frame rate and mechanically. And I, and I noted that, too. I really? hear, yeah, hmm. I hear that the Switch version fixes every, like, if, if you want to get the most polished version, it's the version on Switch. Like, even the PS4, because, like, the game was built with Unity in mind, and it um, it works really well on PC, but, like, the port over that was done by Team 17 uh, wasn't, like, handled the most elegantly, the best way to put it. And so there's some choppiness as well as uh, even performance issues. Like the game's like completely frozen on me at times, where I fell through the floor. But like much in the way mm-hmm. that PlayStation Three architecture was a bitch to develop for, Xbox One architecture is a bitch to develop for. I mean, I like for example, it's still x86 though. Yeah, kind of PC, right? Right. It but it has its own issues. Like Recore, I I loved, but I I it played so badly at times that's why like i'm so happy that the mm. definitive edition came out but that one's too little too late i don't know i'm gonna i'm picking up the definitive edition now that i know it's out um but going back to ukulele uh it i i, I really do mark against certain things for pandering and i'm gonna be completely honest ukulele is super mm. pandering it does not have an identity in its mm. own like everything like Everything from like the intro to the file select screen, I love that it is just rare. Uh, well, not even rare. I'm sorry, platonic, doing everything that they wanted to do. Those people in that time frame, given if given the opportunity to do so, and what they couldn't do with Banjo Kazooie and had to do with nuts and bolts instead. Um, and I love that. Uh, I do think that. There's a lot of ideas that they just basically punch down on really hard from Banjo Tooie that work okay and may not have the smoothest um may not have the smoothest execution, but it worked it like it, it worked enough to the point where it kept me playing. 
Certainly better than the other big 3D platformer that was like a big deal this year, and that was A Hat in Time. And I also reviewed A Hat in Time. I did not like A Hat in Time. Um, that that is just a hot mess of a game. It's got no. It it has horrible direction. Uh, very poor performance. Like I could go on about why Hat in Time and Hat in Time. It panders as well, a lot, but it panders with no focus. Um, at least ukulele, uh, like, it knows very much what it is. It has absolutely no, like, issue or mistake in identify in trying to establish what identity it is. Um, it just doesn't really do the best job establishing one of its own. Like, a lot of the characters are, are fucking great, but I feel like they are also analogs. Like, almost all of them are analogs to, like, Banjo-Kazooie characters. Like, all of it the whole game is just an analog to Banjo-Kazooie. Like, I, I may have had some rose-tinted glasses when I played it. I still very much stand by my review score, but, like, I definitely know what it is. I I don't want to give this to Super Mario Odyssey, but I think in, in the group of it, yeah, Super Mario Odyssey probably, I don't know. I got to thinking more about ukulele. Super Mario, okay... I'll say it right now. Galaxy greater than sign Odyssey. Ooh. Period. Yeah, okay. I can get behind Period. that. Period. I'm sorry. You, you guys, guys are the experts. Like, the I'll, 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 you know, whatever way you go. <laughs> the, the capping mechanic is cool. But, all right, go, go for but, it. But, mm -hmm. I bought, here's, here's an interesting story. I bought a used 2DS XL. And I noticed that there was a blister in the screen. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I brought it back. And on a whim, I, I, I had no intention of buying Super Mario Odyssey when I did. On a whim, I bought it. And I don't think I would have bought it if I hadn't at that point. And I put it in, and I played it, and suddenly it was mm. 3 a.m. Yeah. That had, that, um, it that does what it with, does. Um, 3D World. Like, I just remember, I was, I was like, sitting cross-legged yeah. on the floor in front of the TV like I was a kid again. Like, it just, it does that to you. It's, I don't know, it's, um, it does what it does very, very well. It doesn't go into very, um, very foreign territory. Uh, it is a Mario game, and it, it, well, for the most part, it feels the same. Uh, it, there is very slight differences in the controls, though. You'll notice. Yeah, that's, um, see, that's my biggest. It's, it's a little floatier. It, yeah. it, Mario feels. It's not tankier. quite as tight. He's not yep. as light. He's not as smooth. Well, I mean, he can also turn into a literal tank. Yeah. So I guess that's a selling point. <laughs> Maybe a little. Uh, poquito. Um, yeah, poquito. I <laughs> Jesus. I I mean, it's definitely <laughs> you, you acclimate to it. You get used to it, and like. It doesn't take long for what it's worth. No. Right? I mean, some of the minigames, like, fuck that beach volleyball game. Can we, like, real talk? Like, like I'll do the jump ropes all day. I'll do the races all day. But, man, that beach volleyball fucking game. But, like, in terms of fan service. I hate the dance. I, I, I love that dance. I, 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 I love it when it's done with the right music. If you put it against the right music, or, all right, don't give me that stank face. Like, if you... <sighs> If you give Mario the right outfit, I think it's great. I think, honestly, and, like, I'm getting, like, closer to beating it, and I and this is what I think it is, like, I, and I want to, like, really, really beat it before I get to the review of it. Um, 
I hear that the end game is superb. Um, in in comparison to the I mean the end, the end game in Galaxy is pretty good. It is, but I like it's excellent. Like the Luigi stages, yeah. But like Odyssey, mm. I think it. I don't know what it is, but like Odyssey, like the gimmick of it was super hype. Everything was great, and then as you kind of mess around with it more, you. I don't know. You almost kind of wish you like had a little bit more than that. I don't know. Like there, there are some things that are a little left to be desired. I think there's balance issues that like kind of throw me off. Like there are times where like they really, uh, Nintendo really like focused on this one aspect or like the, the, this one spectacle of the game. And then, like, there's a lot... Like, I've never played a Mario game that had filler in it that made me recognize that it was filler. If that makes sense. Like, even, like 3D World has a lot of, like, stages that I'll probably won't go back and remember. But everything felt so seamless. Um, Galaxy has some bite-sized planets that, like, are so small. But, like, all of them were such a joy. But, like, there are so many kingdoms in, in Odyssey that I can take away with and have, like, a smile when I think about it. And then there are other kingdoms that, like... I just wanted to get through just so I can get to the next kingdom because I just I felt that water kingdom that water kingdom you know garbage yeah like I I think that's what it is like it doesn't handle water levels as excitingly as like like I don't know man there there there's but some then there's like then then there's T Rex sure, why not why yeah exactly not? but then <laughs> then there's T Rexes then there's this fucking this dude uh with an RC car in a city that you could just like. Like, it, it's just it's such weird yeah. like there, there are things that are like weird and pleasant and then there are things that aren't I man that's the one that's another hang up too like uh, it, it, you kind of have this uh, I don't know I kind of wish I didn't like stick to hyping myself up over Odyssey the way I did because I had such a different uh, expectation Ooh. for New Donk City than what I got it's just it, it's see I kind of don't like New Donk City yeah. I think it's just it's too fucking much. It's not. It, that's the exact opposite. It's too small. I I was expecting I know, like, way more, and it's it's actually one of the smaller kingdoms. It's well, I mean, because of the verticality of it, though. Yeah, I mean, but like, like it's too vertical. But like Wooden Kingdom, I love Wooden Kingdom. Like there are kingdoms that'll go the the music, the song from Wooden Kingdom is the best too. There are certain kingdoms that will stick with you and really, really, I think showcase what's great about odyssey and then there's others that i feel like i don't know if people just are wearing like rose tinted glasses and overlook them or that they really feel differently but i think i do not think mario odyssey is the masterpiece that people have made it out to be nowhere near in comparison to the way breath of the wild like if you were to like the fact that people are saying odyssey is better than breath of the wild boggles my fucking mind it just it i do does not compute like I, and and I love platformers. You, I make it a very big point, but uh, ukulele, like I look at it, it does a lot of cool new things. But really, all ukulele does is it, it does what I wanted Mighty Number no. Nine to do for Mega Man. And like I don't even know, like if we pretend if we live in a world where Mighty Number no. Nine did what it was supposed to do successfully, like would that make it any more cool or special? It would just, it would. You know what I mean? It's it's the midwife. It's like the fucking thing that like ties you over until you get what you really came for. And I 
Well, I mean, do you think that Mighty Number no. 9 might have spurred on Mega Man 11? Mm. No. I think the fans did that. You don't think I so? I think the fans mm. did that. And you know, I think the fans did that because of Mighty Or Number maybe nine. because they saw yeah. how successful I think the Kickstarter it's... was. I mean, albeit the product that eventually came from that wasn't what people were expecting. But the Kickstarter yeah. was very successful, and they might have just saw that and said, well, there is a market for this. There is a demand for this, so let's, I guess, do that. But... It's, it it, it happened so Man... after the fact that it almost seems like, like yeah, I don't think my number nine would have any impact on it whatsoever because my num- number nine came out what a couple years ago at this point, two years, years ago, ago, and now they just now come out with the yeah. Mega Man game. Like, I don't think it's even on their radar. Yeah, I'm still very apprehensive. Uh, about it. Um, I'm really excited for eleven. It looks great. I I don't think it. I, <sighs> Try not to yeah, board the well, hype train too early, I dude. Like I don't to, know. You might, you might Mario Odyssey like, yourself. It, it won't be like Sonic Mania. I think Sonic Mania, from what I can tell from what you guys have said and what I've seen, is people gave it no chance and it ended up doing what everyone wanted it to do. I think if people look into Mega Man and think, well, this is what we want, and get hyped up like you're saying, and then it doesn't deliver, it's just going to be my number nine again. Yeah, that's it's weird, but I almost kind of want to tell people like it's so weird to tell people like just fucking buy it. If you don't buy it, then you'll you're just gonna prove exactly what Capcom's been selling mm-hmm. fire that like. That's no why we canceled Legends. It's such 3. a weird yeah. position. <laughs> it is weird. Well, no, there's that other I, the last Mega Man game that I was actually really excited for, and like they were gonna even have like Ryu playable and whatnot. It was that Mega Man Worlds game. Where it was just like it gave uh, like it had a level creator and it was just gonna be like this big that wasn't thing. official though. it looked weird was it? it wasn't official no it was no no you're talking about Mega Man Maker mm. or Mega Maker okay, that fan yeah. game no I'm talking about like remember when One Up covered it it had the weird like chibi 3D graphics and there was like an arcade cabinet yeah. involved I'll, yeah I'll try to like if I can remember the name I'll put it in the show notes just so that way show notes uh we can cover it but yeah I. I'll give it to Odyssey. I know I came in this like fuck yeah, dude, ukulele. And as I kept talking, I'm just like, no, ukulele, ukulele. For all intents and purposes, is Banjo Kazooie three, like, but without that, so that they can legally do it. I mean, I wanted that, but like afterwards, like I don't know, like would I get a ukulele plushie if like one was released? Maybe. But it would, if anything, I would look at that plushie and it would make me think, man, I really wish I kept that Banjo-Kazooie plushie that's now worth hundreds of dollars. <laughs> like, every time I look at it, it would just remind me of, like, the better yeah, thing. you're not what I want. You're like it's... the stepdad of this platformer. Yeah, you're, you're the not. You're, you're not, like, you're not my you know, real dad. Just... So, Banjo. Harsh. I, Harsh. I'll, I'll have to give it to Mario Odyssey. Hmm. Um. So, I actually nominated... Mighty Gunvolt Burst almost out of necessity because it was a fairly decent platformer, but it also carries over a lot of stuff from Mighty Number no. 9. So, I mean, it does what it does fairly well, uh, but it doesn't feel quite as good as the real thing. The real it, thing right? being Mega Man. Yeah, yeah, Beck is actually so one of the, uh, the two main Switch? characters. Well, no, the Switch version is a brand new game. Okay, so what am I thinking of? Because it's done yeah. like via like eight bit on the three DS. Mighty Gun, just regular Mighty Gunvolt. Okay, so Mighty Gunvolt Burst is yeah. just a remake of it. Yeah, My- Mighty Gunvolt was a play on like Mighty Final Fight and Mighty. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, no, yeah, Mighty Mighty Final Fight. That was the one that was made for the NES. Mm. 
Yeah, so like 8-bit style, very small, cheapified characters and so forth. Um, whereas like Gunvolt, Gunvolt proper... Um, I definitely want to grab the con you know, uh, collection for Switch, but Gunvolt proper is incredible. Also, I do you... Do you have it on 3DS? I have both of them. Um, I reviewed it. Just, just trade it on 3DS. Trade it in. Oh no, it's, I have them uh, digitally. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, if you, I, I had the physical version on 3DS, I knew I'd never fucking play it. So I just, it's, it's a hundred percent disposable. I traded it in for the Switch version. Yeah. See, dude, like, I still keep my. We kept arguing about whether or not the Switch would replace the DS. It sounds like <laughs> it has for you. Yeah. But no, like. I any any given time that I can I do I trade it up. There's still a few RPGs on 3DS and Vita Switch. that I just won't be able to oh, yeah, like, no. get rid of them. Yeah. You're right. There's there's a lot of games that are uh, unique only to the 3DS, and you'd want to have oh, a but 3DS if there's a Switch kicking around if you that's wanted that's to. That's that definitive. You... Okay. Yeah. Ex exactly. Like uh, the the graphics have all been like up res. There's new art. There's new See, music. Like, there's new features and so when forth. When we go back to Samus Returns, a lot of people bitch. Why wasn't this on the Switch? Like this is so silly. This is coming out for the 3DS, and that's what I'm just like, dude. That stereoscopic 3D and there's other like DS functionality that I don't think would have translated mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. well as well. I'm not saying not at all, but as well as it does in the 3DS. And honestly. It's the best looking game on that fucking platform. But here's the problem. People like me yeah, can't you're, use you're, that. Uh, it's a feature that it's, you can't actually utilize. It's it's a physical health barrier. Mm -hmm. Well, I So where do you where, 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 I hear you on Mighty Gunvolt, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Mario Odyssey. Yeah. It just I'm I'm not I, I it's like I said, it was there for posterity. Really, it's got it's probably gonna be Super Mario Odyssey. I mean, there's the amount of game and the Even uh, in, the rock solidness. Right now there's an online mode that they just added, Luigi's Balloon Hunt. That's actually like it sounds silly oh, at first. See? But like you haven't uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I heard about it. So what it is, and like, because like this is one thing that I think uh, Mario Odyssey does do really well as opposed to the other ones is that like it it for as weird as it feels like again once you get used to it, it it does give you a sense of reward for how much you put into it mechanically to where you can get good enough for the platforming and do like you can break you can sequence break the game. That's cool. I don't think I've played a Mario game in a while that you can sequence break just from good platforming. Um, like, there are actually no capture runs that are done to where, like, there's there's only three captures that you can absolutely not avoid doing in order to beat the game. But everything else you can try to get without doing a single capture. So as long as you haven't done more mm -hmm. than the three, it's similar to, like, the no-touch challenge in Super Mario Bros. 3 and some of those other meta challenges. Uh, Nintendo saw that, and they created Luigi's Balloon Hunt. Which is basically, you have one player that just hides a balloon uh, somewhere within the stage, and then the other player has to find it. But, like, depending on how good and how obtuse it can get with a capture and, and moving Mario in a certain way, will de determine, like, you know, how quickly, you know, someone can find a balloon. It sounds stupid, but, like, from what I've checked out of it, it I don't know, man. It It's actually kind of nifty, especially if you... But it does sound pretty dope. Like, if you can hide a balloon, like, at the top of the, the tallest building, yes. how do you get up exactly. there kind of thing, right? And, and, like, shit. it all depends on, like... it's Exactly. It's one of those <laughs> pinpoint... Like, if somebody can do a triple jump and then do a side flip off a wall jump and just get that one apex of height, 
that needs from that combination of jumps just so they can then hit the drop balloon button. You, I can imagine people like, it's not even like, I see the balloon, how am I going to mm. get it? And I've already seen it. And it's crazy. And the fact that you can do that in Odyssey, and when like I don't think you could have done that in any of the other Mario games, um, kind of speaks in testament to it. So, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't like Galaxy Two. I, I loved. I, I love that they explored it and they did more with it. And I'm happy that that's a thing. I don't know if I can get that that same sort of excitement. That's another thing too. Um. I was really expecting an open world game with Odyssey. We all were, and it's not. Yeah. It's not like in the vein of Zelda. Uh, Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. Yeah. So I really hope that they actually, if they like, they see how well Odyssey did and realize, like, you know, we should go, we should just dunk down on that. Like, that is something we should definitely do. No no more halfsies. Let's just fucking go, like, full I mean, Especially the way it, it sold. They could probably do whatever they want with it and know it'll still sell because Mario's in the title. They could make it into a fucking turn-based RPG again. It's, uh, it'd probably still sell. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. The last Paper Mario was... Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Bleh. Yeah, Color Splash yeah. is nice. not... I, Color Splash basically was just, uh, another sticker star, and both of those were... Uh, they're very insulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just are. Um, so there's definitely no, no Thousand-Year Door. No. Oh, God. I would I would love a Thousand-Year Door like remake on, on the Switch. Soon as, as soon as they make the Double Dash oh, remake, yeah. then you'll get that. The 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 adventures of Mario. Um, so we're cool with Odyssey getting the Golden Zonkey. Yeah, makes sense. All yeah. right, so platforming game of the year, Super Mario Odyssey. You are winner. So we're down to our last two. And and how do you want to tackle this? Because the way it was presented to us was maybe not the order necessarily that we should, I guess, go through those in. Like, do you want to do? Um, do, well, no, do you want to do la- game of the year last? I I want to do game of the yeah, year. Yeah, okay, last. that's what I figured. Uh, well, yeah, because like we usually do. I think we just we it, it's sort of like uh, Festivus, man. We like we like just air. We do the airing of grievances at the end, and that helps us just get ready for the next. Yeah, year. true, true. Um, I honestly feel like the the, the yeah. that category is not going to be as difficult. I, I feel like that. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. I want to shit on everyone on it, though. Uh, okay. But, like, um, but yeah, just so that we can go ahead and go over uh, the winner so far. For best cerebral exercise, we've chosen Poyo Poyo Tetris in part one. So I'm going over part one and what we've okay. done so far. Best studio of 2017, we've chosen Nintendo. Uh, best publisher of 2017, we chose Nysalis. Uh For best tearjerker slash writing, we went ahead with Hellblade. Uh, for best portable game, we went with Samus Returns. Uh, for best indie game, we went with Cuphead. For best Japanese game, we went with Nier Automata. For best action game, we went with Sonic Mania. Best fighting game, we went with Injustice 2. Best RPG, we went with Persona 5. Uh, for best shooter, we went with Wolfenstein The New Colossus. Best platformer game, we went with Super Mario Odyssey. And now, uh, we are at uh, the Press Pause Radio Game of the Year Zonkey. The nominations are Night in the Woods, 
Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Hellblade Suena's Sacrifice, Persona 5. So we've talked about all of these games ad nauseum except for yeah. one. And that was Breath of the Wild. And I... Alright, and not only that, I think that's a game that we've all dunked down some hard time. I played a little bit of it, but that's my issue with the game, is I bounced off that game very, very hard. It may be because of the platform I played it on. I played it on the Wii U. I think that if you're a Switch owner, I think that game, just for the ability to go portable with it, probably makes it a better experience. Um, yeah, I think playing on the Wii U may have hurt my experience a little bit, although I don't think it really suffers from being on that platform as opposed to being on the Switch from, you know, uh, a graphical or a uh, performance standpoint. But I think just the idea that Zelda could be portable like that in that way is probably what really makes it a good experience on the Switch. But yeah, when I played on Wii U, um, I played a little bit of it, and I liked the idea that it didn't really hold your hand. You kind of just had to find out stuff just through the process of doing things. Like, I didn't know that if you started, like, you know, mixing certain plants in your food that gave you certain buffs or debuffs or, you know, whatever the case is. Like, that was kind of interesting just to find out organically as I was playing the game because they didn't come out and tell you any of that stuff. You just figured it out. Um, and the open world aspect of it was, you know, obviously, like, just, like, the craziest thing you could imagine. Like, this is the Zelda game that you've wanted for 25 years, like, or, or maybe even longer than that. Like, you've wanted this experience. You wanted to travel as Link through you know, all these different places with no kind of limitations. And it very much reminds me of the original. Sure, sure. And I think that, yeah, I, I've heard that comparison a few times. Absolutely. Um, but for me, especially that kind of game, anytime it's open world like that, your Grand Theft Autos, your, uh, you know, Fallouts, or any of those types of games, when they're open and that vast, I just get to the point where I don't want to do it. Like I, 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 Like I said, like, same with this. I bounced off it really hard because... There was so much to do and so much to explore. I just, I, I kind of tend to be more of a linear experience kind of person. Um, not to say that the game, like, at no fault of the game. That's just me as a player. Like, that's just experiences I can't really get super into. But I feel like that's the reason why I didn't play as much of it as I probably would have liked to. Because it is so open and also because of the platform I played it on. I... I definitely, like, I've got near the end, and I was actually, like, uh, I, I'm, i like, at the point where, like, I would need to beat it, and I don't know what it was, but because, like, I felt so compelled to, like, chase down everything else, uh, that is when I hit, like, I am overwhelmed, and there's still more mm-hmm. to do, and now that there's new downloadable content, um, I... I'm almost intimidated to the point where it's, like, it's almost like when you leave Animal Crossing for <laughs> too long. Like you almost like you're 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 frightened to kind of like engross yourself because you know once you reintroduce yourself back to that game that you're gonna also along with it commit yourself to just like going into it as deeply and as vastly as you can. So I definitely see that. I can also see where yeah, it it is definitely like one of those games where it it gives you enough to play at it, but it it. it the, the, the very first thing that it does the moment it, the very first chance it gets it leads you to your own devices and depending on like how you respond to that and in, in how you're able to uh, really acclimate to that I mean really 
that it could be a lot of things because the game is also for as much as it gives you free reign to sequence break it it by no way shape or form uh makes it easy for you to do that it is it is very difficult um in that regard it is a, it is one of the hardest it is actually no i'll go out and say it. it is the hardest zelda game i've ever played like i thought uh that belonged to zelda 2 for the longest time because zelda 2 was also like it had a very like dense uh barrier of entry for like how how you would go about it and whether or not you chose to fucking stick with it. Uh, Breath of the Wild kind of did the same thing, but it was also it was so intriguing and like there was so so much of it, like very much in the same way that like I I mean I hate to we've been using so many different outside com, outside comparisons, but like um and fuck I really wanted to avoid talking about it, but whatever um. The Force Awakens uh, kind of did as well as it did because it, it brought back the idea of mystique. It didn't necessarily like hammer anything over the head with those who were fans of it. Um, and Breath of the Wild does the exact same thing. It gives you enough just to go on and it, it, it gives you back as much as you put in. And I love games that do that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I sound like a broken record with saying that as many times as I have, but those are the types of games that uh, I love because I also enjoy uh, I really enjoy the fact that like if those aren't for you I mean you know or if something's not for you the game still gives you kind of a it, it kind of gives you a recourse to kind of like you know do something else um, so I can see where you got intimidated but I'm sure like if you went in and like you went about it at your own pace you would make uh, you would still be able to make some sort yeah. of progress that you yeah absolutely like it, it might still be a worthwhile experience just going at my pace not necessarily letting the overwhelming like just a like possibilities kind of you know frighten me to the point of not playing it which happens with a lot of big open world games like that there's too many choice and therefore i can't make a choice i just kind of just like buckle under that pressure um but yeah i think you're right i think if i would go at my own pace and maybe make it a linear experience if i wanted to i could do that absolutely so like i said it's at no fault to the game the game doesn't prohibit me from doing that it's just me as a player maybe not taking advantage of that. But I like the comparison that you made with Star Wars, because I almost feel like this game is like The Last Jedi. Because I feel like you think you're going into the same experience you've always known about Zelda, and then it does something you're like, I didn't know this was possible. I didn't know they could do this in a Zelda game. Just like Jedi was like, I didn't know they'd try to get away with this in a Star Wars movie. Because it doesn't follow the formula. Like, you think that you're going into it thinking it's going to be the same, like, what you've always thought it could be and then it just totally 180s you and you're not expecting it and but then you still love it you still want to experience it but it's not that traditional experience that you're accustomed to uh yeah i mean i could and i could see that and you know for some point i i went i came out of last jedi hating it and now mm. i've i love it, it. i just love it i i think that my biggest issue is it's it's subversion for the sake of subversion. Like, I because the bookends that they did bring weren't satisfying. They were just there. Like, I I don't want Star Wars to turn into a pissing contest between two directors. But I feel it's, like it, it just. I mean, did. I, I guess you're right. I could see that now with Abrams going and doing nine. Yeah, I I I, I, it's, I, a, I, yeah, I it's at a disservice to yes. That's true, and we won't get into spoilers, obviously, for Star Wars, but you and I could probably have a pretty in-depth conversation about those movies, because I think that'd be 
an interesting conversation. I would love yeah, that. I, I'd be down for that. Hell, if we can do we can do a side like uh, a just we can do an after hours. We've been meaning to do an after okay. hours. I would love to do a PPR after yeah. hours just on the okay. Flash Jedi. That sounds like a plan because I don't I don't want to bring it up now. Sarah. Obviously, like it's not the time or place to talk about it. But yeah, I agree. Sarah, please tell me you'd like to get in on this shindy. I know Star Wars is in your jam, but did you watch it? No, oh, man. So you need to be the objective third party that doesn't give a shit. Like I, that's... she's like, nah, man. <laughs> Fuck that Star Wars bullshit. Well, when when it hits Netflix, which it will. We'll I mean, talk. it's I I don't know if it, it will. will because oh, Disney they might might be plunking down in their own. They might service. have it by then. Yeah. I'll rent it for you. Yeah. I will. Oh, well. I will rent it for <laughs> you because um, I think I can do that. I but think. the Amazon Prime uh, membership's going to No, we tried man. this before, remember? It doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Um, but either way, um, we've kind of gone into all these other games in extensive detail, and they all do what they mm. do uh, really well. But I don't know. I think, like... Well, I, for one, feel exactly the same as, as Toast on the matter um, of... There's maybe too much to do. Um, I like having a little bit of direction in my games. Because as it stands right now, I've played 12 hours of it. I gave up because I just don't have the time to dedicate to exploring a sprawling world. And this might uh, might be someone's jam out there. Exploring a world that's so massive that you could just lose uh, lose track of time, days... Um, tasks, etc. Um, if I don't know what I'm doing after two days of not playing, and I have to start over again, it's not really a game that I, mean, I can really get behind. That's like me with The Witcher. Like I love The Witcher. I love what it's doing, but that game is so dense that if I take even a break away from it, I have to come back and play it. I'm not gonna know what the fuck happened. I'm not gonna have a clue. I might as well just fucking watch a YouTube video of what happens because I'm not gonna be able to go back to it. I want yeah. to. I love that game, but. Shit, I can tell yeah, you. I can tell you what the I, hell I did. <laughs> I can agree with you there. Like I said, I want to go back to Breath of the Wild. I've been thinking about it, but the, like I keep thinking, like okay, I go back to Breath of the Wild, and then what? Like mm-hmm. I know I had a general idea, but am I just gonna bang my head against that same wall? And like the game is very much like as you said, Sarah, it's unforgiving. You kind of have to poke and you, prod. You have to devote inch. to it. Like you can't just play that on the side with other games. Like that has to be the only game you're playing. And it's just. It's a shame too because the game mechanics here, are with the fantastic. exception of the weapon breaking, the, the fact that you can, well, yeah, the yeah. weapon breaking yep, can agreed. suck a big one. But um, the man, just being able to see where you want to go and being able to go there and and you know scale it, explore it, check it out, whatever. Uh, and there's tons of stuff just kind of waiting to be discovered. Yeah, the sense of exploration is unrivaled, but for people with uh with a schedule to keep it's not i think the pins on the map were sucky too (laughs) the pins on the map thing i thought that thing sucked yeah it was really i tried using it it didn't work i can you get when you get around to it yeah but like the fact that you have to like scope as much as you do and look for a beam Uh of light it it got especially like i like i i I won't lie i definitely hit up walkthroughs at some points because like i filled out my Mm -hmm. map but I'm still looking for like the most nuanced shrines, and even then, it's not even a ma- sometimes like a shrine will reward you just for finding it because of all the fucking nonsense it took to reach it. 
it, it'll just be a give me shrine. I like those shrines because like just getting there was the puzzle, not the puzzle inside mm-hmm. of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like even then like oh man like one of the sacred beasts like is such a fucking pain like some of the other sidebar stuff was such a pain but I don't know I, I felt great about it I wrote a piece for another outlet to uh, Game Skinny and I stand by it too it's really weird I, I did want to kind of touch on that and I ask you guys about it because I don't know if we've talked about it before I really really hate that uh, Nintendo stuck its guns with not giving Link a voice yeah. or any sort of dialogue because it was so it was Everyone so clumsy, else yeah, to the point where, like, there's only so much that you can infer or pantomime uh, before, like, someone speaking on your behalf for you because you don't speak on your yeah. own is common. I mean, Pikachu um, can talk now, so why the fuck can't Link? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Fucking... It was just... I don't yeah. know. It was done a disservice. By the way, that fucking Pikachu amiibo, I don't even know. Uh, the detective one? That thing is obnoxious. Like, it, it's bigger than the and system. And I got it pre-ordered, of course. <laughs> Dude, I, to. I don't even know nice. where to yeah. begin with that. I know, I know. It, 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 it's I, I like, get it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be so comically so, huge here soon enough, man. It's going to be like life-size amiibos. <laughs> oh, Dude. Or card. I I'm waiting for the cardboard. The Labo oh god, amiibos. holy shit! Yeah, you're you're absolutely Which, right. Like you, you almost have to like kind of keep it in its packaging, or that's just gonna fucking biodegrade within mm-hmm. itself. Um. So I'm getting the vibe that we are, we're we're not feeling Breath of the Wild <sighs> game of the year, and that's yeah. Fine. I mean, I mean, for I me, mean, like, I know when I'm yeah. Late. It comes down to Hellblade would be my choice, of course, because. Um, it's really the only game I played through all the way and just the experience and the way it made me feel like I will take that with me for decades. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget that experience. Same with like gone home. Like those are two experiences for me that just go hand in hand because I think what they both accomplish is they, they allow me to feel what it's like to be in that situation that I've not experienced myself personally. And I feel like that's a pretty strong thing to be able to experience is to see the struggle to see, like, what happens in that mindset when someone's dealing with some of those problems. You know, whether it's mental health or it's, uh, you know, the dynamic of the relationships that you find out about and Gone Home over time. You find out the struggle is what you thought it was, and then you get to the very end. You're like, okay, this was something else entirely. And, you know, thankfully it goes well, but just that that build up to that final moment in Gone Home still, to this day, resonates with me. Like, I still just can't forget that and i think hellblade did the same thing but hellblade did it in a way where it was haunting it did it to a point where like i didn't feel great about myself because yes my struggles might be hard sometimes and i might get upset about them and i might get like you know the whole woe is me like why is my life great but then to know what it's like to be in that headspace of someone that has to deal with that that's I can't imagine what that would be like, you know? Like, it's just, it's a very humbling experience to be able to, you know, know that people go through that, and that's a normal thing for them, and that's that's terrifying. It shifts Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been completely, like, I, everybody for the most part, like, I've always shared that I've had anxiety, I've suffered from mm-hmm. years. I can't sit mm-hmm. still. I, like, 
I, I mean, everyone's known this from, like, these two have known it from the moment they met me. And, like, I I definitely kind of put up a front. I don't, I don't really shy away from any of that. Um, but I have always been intrigued to kind of essentially, like, realign, like, or, 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 or kind of shift back my perspective and and see it through the eyes of someone else. And there have been many examples where it was done poorly and I thought like whatever sort of idea they may had uh, they have completely misrepresented something and they did a disservice mm-hmm. to what they were trying to do I cannot in any way shape or form say that Hellblade has done this I think it is a very sobering um, experiment it, yeah. um, it is it is something that like I had and like I I will go with you like I don't know it's weird because like it's much like that dragon cancer mm-hmm. where like it, it is it is of the same ilk and it's, a, it's a, an experience you take with you and it's like you're you're almost grateful that like this story was shared with you because like it, in terms of like what it gives to you and what it, it emboldens the human condition that we all fucking like deal with in, in that um, aspect it, I, I appreciate it for what it is I, I hate it almost, and I know this sounds like super pretentious, but like I almost hate calling it a game because, sure. like, to do that almost uh, diminishes like what kind of impact. Yeah, and, and, and I still but, don't like, think it's the it, best game. I think that it uses its medium to incorporate and to ultimately convey that message um, the best way that it can. But I think that you know it, it utilizes the medium. Because I don't think there's any other way for someone to feel like that. Like, games are interactive enough to where you are playing that role. You are in that person's perspective. And you can't really get that from any other medium. You can't get it from reading a book or watching a movie. Uh, VR might be the only other option. But right now, the only viable VR experience is in games. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's the only way you can really truly get that experience. But I agree. I don't think... It should be called a game, and I think that it's not a great game. It's a good, it's, it's an amazing experience. And I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's it's the truth. Like it's, it's just that's that's the way it had to be delivered. Hey man, we gave Five Nights at Freddy's. I know. I still so can't like, necessarily live that down. That's James's fault, though. I know it. it it's, it's always been his fault. Yeah, I think. I think. I'm so happy. You're I, doing this uh, I think that he was around <laughs> no. for that. I miss I him, know. though. I, I, I know. miss him. He needs to be on the next show. Um, <sighs> but... <sighs> Alright, so what direction are we leaning in? Because I'm actually leaning in either Hellblade or Breath of uh-huh. the Wild, but I sense that Persona 5 has got a pretty compelling argument for it, too. I'm going to be honest, I really want to champion Night in the Woods as sure. well, but you guys haven't played it in... I want you to experience it. I want it to be your late to the party game. I want it to be, especially now that it's coming out to Switch. Sarah mm-hmm. needs to play it. Um, and like, and I and I promise you, Sarah. Much in the way like Gone Home, like you try that. I I'm really confident that Night in the Woods. If anything, it'll it'll touch on it. Like it just touches on an aspect of like adolescence. Like no matter where you're, where you whether you're in California, uh, Quebec. Or fucking uh, or Nova Scotia. I don't remember where you are. In he's ha- he's Nova Halifax. Scotia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah Halifax. Fuck. There's there's woods everywhere. Yeah, it, it's always night. It's, it, it's always <laughs> night in the woods over there. 
Um, yeah. Or in in fucking Ohio. Because we yeah. live in the future, right? Like, or you're in Ohio, which um, is always just a bummer. <laughs> Jeez. Corn yep. and corn we and corn you. and corn. Or and corn. But man, man, do they make some really Night good pro wrestlers? Corns. Tons of great pro and astronauts and astronauts. Astronauts, yeah. There, there's not a great well, amount of wrestlers that come yeah. from Ohio. Oh man, yeah. There's there's Ambrose. Yeah. There's Miz. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Um, there's a few others like I can probably if, like we really like sat down and thought about. It. But sure. anyway. Um, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I think I could lean probably, like, I, I, I do want to say Hellblade, but like I said, it's a great experience, not the best game. I think, personally, if I had to choose any of these titles, I would probably go Persona as the best game. I, 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 and okay. here's why I would. Go ahead. <laughs> um, because of all of the games that I played this year, that's the one that kept mm-hmm. me coming back. Uh, above all others, I kept going back to Persona, knowing that uh, that it was going to treat me right. I even downloaded some of the DLC, which uh, wasn't conducive to the and story also, in any sort of way. Not uh, not expensive. That, like, <laughs> it, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it, it's self-contained in in a way that it doesn't need to be built upon. Like this business with all of these extra story bits being added into Breath of the Wild. The Breath of the Wild that I have isn't the Breath of the Wild that a lot of other people have because theirs has more content and more story than mine does. And, and I, I just miss when a game... Yeah, that too. I just miss when, a, miss when a game was purchased and you got the whole game and only after the fact uh, would you like add on extra costumes and stuff like that if you really wanted to. But like the whole you know buying dlc to complete a story because i i get the feeling that that's what this is you're, you're buying dlc to complete no, the story of zelda it's because it's kind of like it's honestly expanding because it's after uh, right it's like it, after the credits roll yeah, kind of a thing it's yeah. very book and it's it's very much epilogue mm-hmm. and it's not epilogue in a way that like you're cheated it's not like it's not pulling in a sir's wrath um oh God. Yeah, yeah. there was another game that did this though didn't there yeah there was another game that did the same sort of thing. I just remember I, Assassin's Creed had a ending. thing where it locked out a memory. Like, you could not get that memory unless yep. you bought the DLC. And it was, like, in like like in the game, you could, like, look at the memory. It was, like, locked. And you just couldn't get it without buying the DLC. But uh, for an actual, like, ending, so I don't know. There's probably something there, if I can't remember. Oh, wait. Maybe it was Battlefront 2. Star Wars Battlefront 2? Oh, well, that one's kind of epilogue yeah. too. Like, that DLC, which is free. Like, you didn't have to buy it. It, it takes place years after it kind of like finishes up that main character's, you know, kind of storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm used to my Zeldas being completely self-contained, though, and, you know, obviously with more direction. Um, and, and that's the thing, too. There's enough direction in Persona 5 that uh, if I went back to it six months down the line, it would keep me in, in mm-hmm. going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, I gotta, I gotta I, I give feel it to like Persona. Persona. There was so much hype to that game when it was coming out. Like there's so much excitement, and I feel like that excitement just continues. Like that, like that, that that game will spawn so many offshoot games because of just like how well done it is. Like it already has one in the works. Oh, it? absolutely. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. at least there's the dancing game. Them, there's, he's going to be one of the fighters in that crossover game from Ark with like Ruby and uh, Blaze Blue yeah. and all the other fighters. Like there's crossover stuff going on already. Uh, I can almost guarantee you'll see like a chibi version 3DS RPG with them if they haven't done that already. What is that? The uh, Persona Q? I was going to yeah, say, I, I think that they're going to have, I, I can only assume I the five in there, you know? Uh, yeah. It's just that that game, maybe in the States, but definitely in Japan, it's iconic. Like, it spawns so much of a culture, you know, like with like the live, you know, music performances and like, I, I don't know. I just feel like that that game can be universal for so many people. Um, well, guys, and there are precious, precious few games that can make you feel for the characters in and, ways that you don't expect. And, and five Persona gets kind of dark from what I can tell. Like I said, I haven't gotten very far in it, but it gets dark. Yeah. Um it doesn't. It doesn't take long to get to, sure, to go to some pretty sure, dark yeah, places. Yeah, actually. absolutely. And I think that, yeah. like, like Catherine was the same way. Catherine dealt with some topics, albeit they may have fumbled a couple of things and maybe mishandled some things that they, you know, maybe in retrospect. I mean, oh, yeah. and there's a one in particular. Oh, like yeah. they, they mishandled that. I think, and I, I agree with that. And uh, hey, I mean, maybe, the maybe they'll, maybe they'll fix that. I just hope they don't. I just hope they don't like fucking like fumble like they don't stack on or or like or or or, or, or do something really fucked up with the third catherine whoever that ends up being i mean i i don't know what that's gonna be (laughs) triple down right um i kind of want to say that i didn't see this coming but i did (laughs) like i said (laughs) we were gonna be a tag team i'm sure at some point in time like i said hellblade for me i would fight for but it, it is a bit of a And it's not game. for everyone. I don't in, think that in, game's going to be for everyone. I think that if you have the ability no. to play it and experience it, then I think you'll come out the other side a better person because of it, but maybe not. That game might really do some harm for some people that have to deal with that. Like, that's a traumatic thing to have to experience for, for someone like myself who probably doesn't have to deal with that on a regular daily basis. But for someone that does have to deal with it, to be reminded of that, I like, that'd be hard. You know what? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like that with movies. There are certain types of movies that mm-hmm. that flip a switch, and I just, I, sure, my, yeah. my day is wrecked. So, so Completely like, fucking wrecked. And that might happen Can't do anything else. So, I mean, it might not be for everyone. Like, I think you have to be a strong person to experience it. Like, that dragon cancer? Fuck, dude. I couldn't play it. No way. Especially, especially with very, kids very, now? Very difficult. I'm glad oh, I did. Shit. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Holy shit now. Holy not shit. Not gonna happen, yeah, man. Not gonna I, happen. But... I wish I could. I wish I was that strong to play that, you know? I, yeah, I'm glad I did. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, it does inspire, like, a sense of mm-hmm. hope. Um, but at the expense but, of this guy's, no. like, worst moment of his life. Like, holy shit. You know? It's, yeah. Uh, I, there's, yeah, there's always going to be, like, I and I posted that clip on my, like, Instagram a while back. And I still have it on my phone. Um, and I use it to remind me. Like, any time that I want to rationalize something or I kind of want to just, you know, tune out the emotion, sometimes I have to tell myself, I'm human. I have to feel mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And and then, yeah, I like that that moment in that game resonated with me more than anything else. But anyway, yeah, Hellblade, I want everyone to see it, but I, I can't, in very much what you said, Andrew, I can't say that it is for everyone. Persona 5, though, I keep, and I want to dunk down on it more, 
Um, I really, really think it uh, it might be the one that I really dig. I just, everything about it so far kind of speaks more to me than for. Not to say I don't want to like. And I'm you know what? I think it. Or it's just it's asking too much of me at times. At this point, I think and you should just five. abandon yeah. four and, 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 and be happy and because of it. Go to five. That's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, I, I, be I, I had to rank it, them. I, think, I still yeah. think three is my favorite, but I'm like in the minority when it comes to that. But yeah, I think that you know why why struggle with something that you know. Hey, Darina likes three a lot too. Yeah, actually. just I, I'd say play better. five and yeah. just be super stoked about it, for sure. Yeah, I'm down. But all right, so I think we're feeling pretty good about Persona Five being game of the year 2017. Yeah. You are winner. For Golden Dawn. Yeah. I'm okay game with that. In a year that had plenty year. of great games. Yeah. Yeah, this was very difficult. I there was a lot of me there was a big part of me that wanted to nominate uh Nier sure. Automata. But um man, like I said, I, there's a few games I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. play it. And out of this discussion, I'm definitely I'm gonna play yeah. Rive. I am I'm definitely gonna like I need to finish Hellblade, uh, but yeah, it just reminded me. I'm like, man, I really need to power through and get some more out of um, Automata. And but that that's another game that's in yeah. Near and Night in the Woods are definitely some I'm gonna try to catch up with real soon. I mean, near near is it, it has all of the elements to be featured Which on Bullet Heads. Which is nuts. You would so, not think that looking I mean, at it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, no. All right, so this is where we, uh, speaking of bookends, we're going to do it on the worst note, but fuck it, it needs to be done. <laughs> we're giving it yeah. uh, our last Golden Zonkey, uh, the inaugural three-wheeled Mako of Shame, or Mako of Shame, I don't give a fuck. Three-wheeled Mako of Shame. Doesn't matter, doesn't, doesn't matter, Mass Effect's dead, no one cares about Mass Effect anymore, so fuck it. Yeah, holy sh- I, I, oh, you know, I laughed because, like, we didn't nominate Andromeda <laughs> to fucking... But we, we did, like, EA in, in a whole, but that's a little bit of a spoiler. Yes. So, wait. I, I'm just yes. getting your attention with this. It's it's not a wild card, but I do want to table right here and now that we we don't call mm. this a golden zonkey. We should call this the tarnished zonkey. I mean, that's true. It's it, it's not, it's oh, not, it's not a... But fuck it, call it a yeah. horse. Because those are fucking monsters. <laughs> the three-legged horse Dead of shame. Dead-eyed monster. Um, <laughs> you I, factory. I, you know what? I'll, I'll throw in my Ooh. wild card. Fuck it. I'm going to actually throw in Andromeda. I I mean, there's a lot. Okay. I kind of want to preface yeah. this. Actually, I don't know. It would be insensitive for me to throw it in maybe at this point. Because let's just say, out of all the other nominations here... It's really hard to say that any of any of them are worse than sexual assault. So, yeah. I yeah, like You're probably right. yep. I kind of like for the sake of what we're talking about and the gravity. I actually, if I could use my wild card, I think I'd like to replace Nick Robinson uh, with. I didn't even go over the nominations. Sure. Nominations are Electronic Arts, Nick Robinson, formerly of Polygon, uh, Loot Boxes, and Lawbreakers. Sure. Um, I'm going to use my wild card to get rid of Nick Robinson just because like that in itself, I feel like that would make us really bad people. I, I kind of agree with that, but at the same time, it's very much a tarnish on the year of great things for the industry, but we've, 
not we as like us here, but maybe collectively as a industry, we probably drug him through enough of the shit. I mean, but I mean, not that's not deserving of that. But you know, we're trying to grow. Everyone here is trying to grow. We're, yeah. we're trying to get past it. Let, let's let, let's make 2018 the year where we can. There's get a over lot of it, there, you know? there's a lot of episodes here on we've Press gone into it. Yeah. where like I, yeah, where I'm like, oh, I could have been a better George, and I wasn't. So, I, well, I yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go we ahead. all have our faults, but at the same time, it is kind of an unfortunate situation, you know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace Nick Robinson with Matt. I think that's a smart move. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to go for sure. Hmm. Um, and it's and it's apropos because of the name and the fact there there is a Mako in it, <laughs> and it is the only yes, good part yes, of the game. <laughs> like 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 I I just oh. I, that's I was already ironic, kind of skeptical about that game, and then when it did come out, and like for me being a big Mass Effect fan, to not even want to play it, like I bought it and almost immediately got rid of it. Like I didn't even touch it. I just it was almost like in the same week that I bought it. I was like, nah, nah, okay, this is not what I wanted. I, like okay. I almost like felt guilty that I bought it. Like I should not have given into the pressure and just stopped at three and just let my Mass Effect experience be done. But when Andromeda came out, so, it was just too tempting. I just thought maybe they'll, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll strike the iron one more time, you know. But not even close. I, okay, so I was supposed to uh, review it for Game mm-hmm. City, and then it ended up getting reviewed because of like some of the internal bickering. And then I was just like, I would like to suggest me write why I can't review this and why it is such a fucking awful mm-hmm. game. And that is still, like, one of the heavy hitters of, of like, in terms of, like, the pieces I get. And, I, and granted, I get some shit from, like, the diehard fans. But, like, the game betrays, like, everything that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, every every advancement that the game is, uh, that the franchise has made, uh, the game reintroduces and betrays in such a sloppy in callous man like i you play it and like i i guarantee you within a couple hours in uh it definitely becomes apparent to you that the game was not play tested <laughs> it just like they law lo- and wasn't. they were going to do a multiplayer beta that they then canceled and then said ah oh, fuck it let's try out the game <laughs> like they just totally abandoned the idea of doing a beta just because i don't know like i don't know did they want to get out before end of fiscal and just like hope they so could sell what happened, like, i don't know they pulled a bungee uh-huh they like pri- eighteen months prior to what they had developed. They yeah. scrapped almost all of it, and they just and shot shows. out a and game. It shows. And, and it and it just shows. And then, like it's sad because a lot of that came just down to internal politics between the publisher and the studio. Mm-hmm. And even then, like it's really sad because I think the failure of Andromeda and like just how it went about. Um, may have just permanently shelved uh, Mass Effect from ever even being considered again yeah. by EA because I think it also it cost quite a bit. Like all those wasted mm-hmm. years, I, I I don't know. You could almost do a documentary yeah. I, I, on it. I, I, re- I think that their their actions surrounding Mass Effect and Star Wars, like how do you fuck up two of the biggest properties in entertainment? You know, Star Wars is Star Wars. Mass Effect is probably one of the most like revered 
and one of the most popular series of any video game ever. And they somehow squandered both. It's just beyond me that they could do something like that, but at the same time, it's not very surprising because I feel like they're going for the easy win. They're going for the quick cash, and it's like, no. Like, finally, consumers are starting to like kind of make their voices heard with their money, and they're saying, like, no, like we're not going to fall for that again. Like, Mass Effect, I'm not going to buy Mass Effect just because it's Mass Effect. Like, you have to show me something. Same with Star Wars, like... Just because you have lightsabers doesn't mean that's good. Yeah, the Sorry, three, it's not. The three nominations within this category are all tied to EA. Yeah, with the loot box stuff, absolutely. But at the loot, the same thing with loot boxes is it is predatory. It does almost borderline like on gambling. gambling. Yes, but at the same time, I've seen that in other games. I've seen that in other franchises. Like I've seen people that like, get crazy like about FIFA unboxing like their card packs for FIFA. Or uh, opening, uh, you know, content for CSGO, uh, even opening loot boxes for Overwatch. Like, that's kind of a big deal for a lot of people. I think that there's not necessarily... Unfortunately, I feel like it's at the expense of the people that may be predisposed to maybe getting those hooks in them. Like, buying this stuff and, like, getting really bad with it. But that's not everyone. That's just, like, someone that might be predisposed to, like gambling or spending money on something they know that they might not make out what they put into it money-wise, but they do it anyways. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily a fault of EA, but they're not helping the matter at all with loot boxes. I mean, even then, like, uh, I think like, going for, if I can think of one game that I've probably like, sunk some more more money into that Pokemans. I care to admit. It would definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, Pokemon Go. Um, and I feel like a big issue was within the first year of it, uh, a first, like the majority of the first year, like I would say in the first 10 months, uh, a lot of that was geared around playing the win because while there wasn't like this outright competitive aspects, there was like a desire to be better and to mm-hmm. do more. And also it reflected in how you kept gyms. Uh, in the gym system. Then they completely revamped the gym system and raids and they made it to where uh, any of the money that you did plunk down would just make you more of an asset uh, that would supplement other players around you and and just make you a prospect. Um, And and to that, I mean, I like the idea because it doesn't really break the balance. Competitively, when like that's all you can do to get an edge it's terrible and especially when it, it, it again given the wrong mindset the wrong uh just the, the wrong player behind uh i mean depending on, on on like how they conduct themselves and and like what what sort of cash they have to spend like you know what i mean like just to prey upon like mm-hmm. vulnerabilities like that and, and a completionist mentality uh, of unlocking everything, which I definitely have. Oh, like dude. I want all the DLC, I want all the unlockables, like whatever I can get. Uh, yeah, that's it's unfortunate that yeah they put it behind that kind of uh, a paid wall, you know, where you have to kind of like pay your way through to get all that stuff. It it just I mean I'm okay with gating superfluous stuff. Like I like you, you we've gone back and we've touched on Overwatch. Overwatch it's made it fun, but like really same thing with Injustice too. Injustice 2 makes it fun, but I don't think... I've spent $5. Yeah. And you feel okay about 2. that, yeah. And I was... I, same, absolutely. Same. I don't think... 
like and there's even more there's more in like i don't feel like i need it nor want it and i feel like playing the game uh, and, and retrieving like these boosts and benefits organically are great you can't say that about battlefront mm -hmm. 2 in any way like it's almost a joke mm -hmm. um i there are other ones too i mean even Call of Duty, it borders. It on does, it. yeah. World Destiny War. does. Yeah, Destiny does with it. their Eververse stuff, which is Activision, but they're not. You know, the their their stuff is actually pretty damn like egregious. Like it's it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, uh, loot boxes. I don't know. I, I feel like loot boxes are definitely a. Uh, I think we can go with loot boxes because really all the bullshit that we'll attribute to electronic arts or any of them, they all actually kind of center back on loot boxes. Uh, Andromeda didn't have... Andromeda was a huge sure. letdown, but like, I, I think we were able to move past it. This is something that's kind of like a trend that we might keep seeing that's just going to fuck mm -hmm. with us. What do you think, sir? So... Uh, well, obviously, the loot boxes contribute to a negative uh, environment, especially within the, the whole uh, play uh -huh. to or pay to win sort of structure that we've seen in a lot of stuff. Um, it, it really just belongs on mobile, which is mobile where it gaming. started. And actually, um, like from what it sounds like, a lot of yeah. the mobile developers are seeing what the console guys are doing with loot boxes, and they're like, "Hey, fucking stop it! Like you're hurting, you're damaging our business model." <laughs> <laughs> we work so hard to obtain. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of sure. science behind it, um, and there are videos online that you can watch that go into the nitty gritty of how that works, right? But um, you know, I, I've sp I've spent a few bucks here and there, like on Galaga Wars and Pokemon Go, and it's it's nothing that I feel is necessary to get any sort of enjoyment out of the game. It's just extras, uh, really. I don't know about Pokemon Go. Like, I, there's well, sometimes, like, yeah, but, like, I get what you're saying. I I think what it is... I barely touch Pokemon Go these days, which... Oh, dude, I'm just, currently yeah. at 308 caught and 320 seen. I am, Jeez. I've got every Pokemon that I can without traveling in Gen 2, and I've got every Pokemon that I can without traveling in Gen 1, uh, which is actually, I'm missing two, and the other one hasn't released. Yeah, it's been bad. Uh, Unreal. Uh, like, and now I've got that Feebas on my buddy, just trying to, trying to get that Milotic. Um, I would kind of want to argue with that it's actually kind of sad and it's pissing me off it i mean there's like there's monetary elitism i think is what the what the problem well, is or, okay it's not just the players though i mean the players really contribute to it but i kind of want to go back to what uh andrew was saying andrew you'd be surprised i mean i cover the last year was the first year i did not cover mm -hmm. gdc for press pause radio and I, gdc is my favorite event i feel like like in terms of the collective hive mind of, of uh, developers and the innovations and ideas that they bring and like just the the fostering of that of those ideas and, and the growth of that um, is always what made GDC my favorite in comparison to everything else and just like just the personalities and everything that you see like you don't everything else seems so commercialized to hell and granted GDC is so super mm -hmm. guilty of that uh, in fact, I hate that it's getting more commercialized. It's bumming me out. But there's still, like, a, a DIY, like, a spirit to it that, like, people kind of bring, especially within, like, the uh, keynotes and 
uh, various panels that are done. But lately, in the last two years that I've seen, I've seen panels completely centered in, in so much speak on how to actually, like, teach or otherwise kind of um, instruct or tutor uh, methods of how to make your, your loot box system as predatory mm -hmm. as possible. And I, I hate, I like, it was disgusting. I looked at this, I'm like, okay, I understand that, like, and, like, you know, like, how do you look at it when, like, a studio does this? Because that's, like, the only way that they can, like, glean any sort of turnaround. And, like, I, it makes me realize, like, if this is the direction we're going, we really, really need to reevaluate how we conduct our overhead for development of video yeah. games. Um, like, it's, it's actually I getting mean, scarier now because now a lot of games are actually utilizing the whole Bitcoin, uh, you know, I guess, like, the, the uprising of that. Cryptocurrency, yes. Like, there's games now. Like, I know uh, Cryo, Cryo Engine has something where they're gonna have like a cryptocurrency that you can actually like, essentially, you're mining it by playing their games. And there's there's gonna be a few games coming out that are gonna kind of utilize this, where you like when you play the game, you are essentially like earning this cryptocurrency that it's kind of twofold. Like, you can use it in the game to you know get content, and then you're also like, I guess you know like making that money as you're playing the game it, it sounds fucking terrifying like i don't know what's gonna happen like weird crypto farms well oh yeah making uh, yeah, money yeah, with like a, like a digital currency yeah i definitely it's it's a bad trend that we're going into and i think loot boxes is just the start i i i vote loot boxes they're the fucking worst like Andromeda, I, I think I've moved on. I would just they say, give me DLC yeah, that I can but... buy outright and be done with it, because I'll do that. You want to sell me some Street Fighter costumes? Yep. Two bucks a pop? I got you. Yep. Like, let, let's yeah, go. Don't, don't let's go. hide it in some fucking Gashapon yep. system where, like, I have to get, like, four different, like, variants of, like, Sakura's fucking <laughs> jockstrap. But, I don't And I understand the it. excitement from that when you finally get to open that box, that pack whatever it is that you finally get that pull that you've been waiting for. I get the excitement of that, but at the cost of, you know, the kind of money you'll drop and the kind of debt you'll go into or the kind of frustration. No, give, let me yeah. buy it outright. Let me pay an extra three. Let me it's buy an almost, extra $3 so I can get like really cool animations that come with it. I don't know. Like there has to be a different way. <laughs> remember when season passes oh, sure. were a big deal? Like it's almost like, yeah, like I remember how people were pissed off about map packs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just another yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> now that it's common. Just give me a season pass yeah. and be done with it. Give me it all, fifty bucks extra. Why not? I mean, if they, if games are gonna hide hide their true cost behind a season pass, then so be it. Just I don't know, sell the whole sell the game at one hundred and thirty dollars as a mm -hmm. well Canadian, anyways. I guess for you it'd be like ninety nine yeah. or one hundred and ten dollars. Get the full experience. Um, Just do it because I I really like I wanted to get everything what it would have cost had I. Um, yeah, it was a hundred bucks to get injustice. But too. but no, I yeah, I mean, you, the stuff you got with it, like the cost, it, it's well worth it. Absolutely, like you're already invested in the game. Might as well get the stuff with it. Like, and people can do that. Yeah, you know, it's it's the mid '90s yeah. again. Yay! Hey, 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 Halo, Halo I mean, Two, Halo hey, Two map disc. <laughs> I'll take that. It's a weird. It's like I said, this is such a weird thing because, like, as annoying as it is, and how frustrating it is, like, you know, how am I going to do this, Sarah? I I'll spend a couple bucks if it means I don't have to read that a studio is getting shut down like the next morning, especially when it's a studio like 
I I still like don't like that visceral was shut down the way mm. it was. Like I I have fuzzy feelings for Dead Space. I I really hate that Dead, Dead Space Three fucked them, and from then on, uh, out, like, Dead Space Three and then Battlefield able... Hardline. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, Hardline, I think, was the nail in the coffin for them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did everyone else. Given that, that, like, that's what they wanted to put that team on was because they had a property that they wanted to make a game of. Like, well, we have Battlefield, so let's do something with it, even though it makes no fucking sense that it's a cop game. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, are we are feeling good about loot I almost boxes? want to say EA, but yeah, I think loot boxes probably. As a, as a industry, we yeah. should be very afraid of loot boxes, but as a fan i'm very pissed at ea <laughs> i actually i'll steer towards ea they've done yeah because ea their handling of andromeda the handling of star wars their handling of loot boxes in general and close and closing visceral properties <sighs> yeah no i'm actually fuck it okay fuck EA. Uh, i'm mean, down with that yeah i'll i'll, I'll follow suit ea is a yep cancer. You are winner. I, you know, and I hate doing that because we sound like a bunch of Reddit metastasized yeah. cancerous. Jesus, we sound like a bunch of Reddit trolls. But like, you know, even like as professionally as tactfully as we possibly can, like, what? Show me in in essence where like Electronic Arts has been like pulling the trigger. Like, it, it seems like they've been about nothing but the fucking bottom mm-hmm. line for years yeah. now. Years, and it's. Freaking ultimate team and just 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 show me where EA can enhance the industry and not hold it back. Then we'll then we'll start recovering from it. Until we can get to that point, then they're they're not doing us any good. They're not. Was it was it Bulletstorm that had all those fucking gun skins? Yeah, I think so. That was I also like EA Bullet too. Storm, huh. Bulletstorm was a good game. It was a good game. I think the remake, the full clip yeah. edition, was the one yeah. that was just like, yeah, um, not worth it. And now that's and now that's like languishing. And yeah, like bins like Battleborn right next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my god, Battleborn servers are shut off. Really? They shut it's them down. Done. Holy yeah. shit. Yes. That sucks. So that's like they're selling paperweights there now. I thought they pulled Battleborn. Nice, yeah. Kill switched. Well, there, there's your uh, argument for physical games being, oh, I own it, I yeah, own it. Yeah. Well, you no, can play the story really mode now in Battleborn, which it did have. No, I knew about that, but it, it was there. <laughs> I had no idea. It's a new. Uh, it's yeah, the we'll, new play, we'll play the story mode of Evolve with it oh, as well. I miss Chrome mm-hmm. Hounds. Anyway, it was such a good it game. It was. It was a great game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. I think episode end. I think that's it for 2017. 2017. Well, let's get into it. We'll yeah, the year that was. 2017 was uh definitely a year of exaggerations, of false promises, and uh letdowns, and a lot of regression. Oh my god, so much regression. And like, even some... But also some big surprises. Some great surprises. And like, now more than ever, did video games really need to provide that escape? Um, and it did a great... There were a lot of choice games that did that. And then there were also, like, for the games that were great to be an escape, there were also a lot that, that did what they could to serve... To provide a service in, in expanding... Uh, 
not only the medium itself, but what we think of the medium in, in interactive consumption. Um, and I'm really grateful for 2017. I mean, it, like, I don't know, like, everybody always holds 1997 as the best year of video games ever. I don't know if 2017 may necessarily hold a candle to that. And even then, 1997's always been a little un poquito overrated, but kind of not really. I mean, dude, fucking Metal Gear, Ocarina, Half-Life, like, some shit went down. Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. So, um, going back to that, 2017's going to have a lot of its landmarks, too. Uh, most notably, like, the Switch. I mean, there's a lot of it uh, that, like, can go a VR launch. I mean... 4K TV is actually something that's promising. Like it, it's probably gonna. I I have a feeling that 4K t, 4K TV is gonna do what high definition did for video games uh, last generation. Um, not 3D television. Yeah, no, that's gone. dead. Uh, that's gone. But 4K and yep. and now we're even looking at. Just make sure your 4K TV is uh, 60 inches or bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's kind of negligible. Yeah, I, yeah, pretty much. Pixel pixel density for a for a living room TV is fine for fifty. Um, but yeah, AK is going to be the next thing. I think they're starting to pull. Like I know a lot of stuff from CES yep. was um, AK monitors for like gaming, uh, which computers. is weird because of like how much uh, the One X and the Pro like mm-hmm. have just like. Have and even developers are just trying to. Wrap well, that's their where PCs come into the 4K. play. Like PCs, just like, well, fuck that, man. We're gonna we're gonna double it. But there is the, there is no tech demo mm-hmm. to showcase it yet. AK, they said it's there, yeah. but no one's come up with a tech demo to really showcase it yet. So that's still in my mind. Until we see the proof, then it's still just. I'm still having a hard time, like just biologically processing sixty sure, frames sure. per second in certain. 16K. Sarah, Sarah nope. calling it right now. He is the creator of 16K. No. 16K. I want... You're going to have to give me robot eyes. Just make it as big as... Wall TV. thousand inch TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you like what you listen to in this uh, part two of the Golden Zonkeys, you could uh, definitely go ahead and give us a subscribe. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, definitely like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, we took a break from the Instagram, but we're going to do some cool, neat stuff there. Also, uh, subscribe to us on both YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we have some video projects in the works as well as uh, on the website. We have some more reviews and some other fun stuff on the way. Uh, next episode, we will definitely be talking about um, our most anticipated titles of 2018. Uh, as far as for Press Pause Radio episode 107. Uh, and we will also be uh, probably looking into launching Press Pause Radio After Hours with the Last Jedi discussion, if we can get that going. Um, and uh, that would be what's on, on the rest. As of now, we have a review uh, underway for Monster Hunter World. I will be working on Dragon Ball Fighter Z, along with also publishing some late stuff. Uh, Sarah, uh, he's got some stuff in the making for Bullet Heaven, and, uh, I think Andrew and all of us, we've been talking, we want to get some more streaming Mm -hmm. done, and we kind of want to get a streaming schedule going, so we're definitely going to try to do something there that'll, that'll definitely be fun. We just need to do some hardware upgrades, uh, especially on my end for processing, because, um, 
I think uh, production-wise, there's some new changes that we can make that would definitely help. And well, we don't have a Patreon, and we're not going that way, so it's gonna be a yeah, little maybe, bit. Yeah, maybe buy maybe buy like a shirt or a poster if you feel so inclined to. Which <laughs> I I do. Holy shit! Thank you for reminding me. Our store is relaunching up. Um, I actually uh, I have some shirts physically in hand. So I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, I will model them, but we have, uh, three shirt designs at the moment. We have a couple others that I'm working on that I'd like to get on the store and we have our posters up and they're of great quality and you can order them. We're doing all of our manufacturing through Redbubble. Um, so every little bit helps and Redbubble does internationally ship to Canada. So there we go. Um, there's a bullet heaven shirt on there for you there's a couple other uh goodies um i i really if you can dude by all means go ahead and support us through the store through merch and uh fucking show it off hashtag i will i will sign it for you i'll kiss you on the mouth if you're wearing that shirt but of course only if you want that and i'm I'm not i'm not weird not not in the slightest no oh I'm I I'm I'm um, I'm very cu- I'm, I'm very cuddly. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Tell us if uh, your choice didn't really make the list, uh, and we'd like to hear from it. Um, and also, I'll try to definitely find that Mega Man game that we were talking about. Uh, but you'll definitely see that in the show notes. Until then, um, I will be sharing. Uh, this episode and the previous one a lot. I definitely really want to get you guys active. Like, come at us, talk to us, because I think we definitely picked a lot of. Um, we, we picked some weird ones, so I'm really, I would really love to hear what any of you guys have to say. And if any of you guys have anything to say about PUBG, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I want any uh. of that shit near my list. So, um, that's just me. I can't speak for the other guys. Maybe I can, but. No, yeah, you may. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I think that's it. I'm Georgia Boy. I'm Toe. Sorry about that kiss thing I said earlier. This... <laughs> Don't. He's not. Sorry. And this is the original Sarah. Uh, more bullet heaven on the way. <laughs> I'll look forward to it, man. I speaking of Patreon, yes. that dude's got a Patreon. Yeah, and buy the music. All right, like like right now. Shirts. Yes, please. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Seraxer or smpmusicproductions.bandcamp.com Look to the horizon, not a cloud, but the storm.